Hello everyone and welcome to the patch 7.20 analysis stream slash video. We are going to go ahead and get into all the changes in gameplay update 7.20. Everybody's been waiting for this for a long time and I've skimmed through it. I haven't gone over everything so you will get a lot of first impressions from me as well. It's freaking huge. It is a massive patch, and it's going to drastically change how the game is played. There's new items. There are hero re reworks. There's a map rework. Armor. Everything has been changed. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, here we are. Gameplay update 7.20. General, map has been reworked. Well, I guess we better get into the map right away, because that is a huge deal. So we're going to load up the custom game, hopefully. This doesn't bug out. It's been bugging out for me earlier. There we go. We will check out the new map. All right. So let's go ahead and check this out. Ourselves some extra movement speed. As you this all, oh, there's the first change. Okay, so if we just look at the mini map, we see that there is a lot more high ground in the jungle now. This radiant jungle. And the shrine. Everything leads up to a high ground area where the shrine is and some camps are. Likewise, in the sort of the offlane jungle, the offlane jungle is now high ground. It's not low ground anymore. The secret shop is on lower ground than the shrine is, still high ground from the river. So there's actually two tiers to the offlane jungle shrine. And the ancient camp has been moved. It's now part of this kind of area. Still accessible from the river, but very, very different in terms of how this is set up. And if we look at the dire side, I guess we can just go ahead and blink over here. Got the, the shrine up here. Again, high ground to get up here. This is how it was before, but now there's high ground from the lane. High ground from the secret shop. And there's a second tier of high ground from here. The ancient camp, I assume, is right here. It's a lot closer, so this is actually even easier to farm now, I think. We've got the bounty rune down here on kind of like it's a regular one tier of high ground, but then you have a second tier of high ground to get up to the actual camps. Um, over here in the Radiant Jungle, you can see that there is no low ground from the lane. You just walk directly into the jungle. And so this whole area is now just the same elevation as the safe lane, which is really interesting. I mean, it makes it safer to farm this kind of stuff. Uh, safer to farm this camp because you can actually just see, which I like. I'm sure there's going to be some really, really interesting ward placement. You can't actually block this camp and see into the lane anymore, so that's an interesting thing to note. Um, then if we get up here, there's a ramp up to the shrine. There's a ramp up to the shrine from this area. 
There's a ramp up to the shrine from the lane. You can see we've got the ancient camp over here now instead of in this area. This is now a medium camp, which previously was over here. So this has been shifted around a lot. You can actually protect your ancients because um, they're right next to your shrine. I guess it was kind of like that before, but um, what I really like about this change, and it's the same way for both sides, is that if you lose your tier one tower, you don't just immediately lose your entire jungle because you can actually protect your jungle with the high ground here. Like you can still ward here and you can hold high ground and ward here and you can hold high ground. So it's not like you just trade tier ones and immediately start playing the map in a sort of like vertical set where you would control this area and then the dire would control this area. You can actually just fight for your jungle and sustain your jungle for longer, which um, I just like that change a lot because it was kind of weird how there was always just this trade basically that happened. This might give dire a bit more advantage as to holding on to the Roshan area instead of just giving it up every single time. This is very bizarre that there's one rune that's now just in the river, whereas all the other bounty runes are on high ground. Not sure how I feel about that, but regardless, there's now, you know, multiple sets of high ground. So this this is a little bit awkward. This might get changed at some point. Who knows? Um, but I do really like just how this is set up. It makes the jungle feel more open. All the camps kind of just flow into each other a bit more. And your jungle is now more so your territory than it was before because it's just so much easier to defend. Like, you lose the tier 1 tower and you can kind of just fall back to this area. It's much easier to defend your territory on the high ground than it is um, how it was set up before where your shrine's on low ground, you can TP in, people are just set up around you. So I actually very much like the changes to the map that I'm seeing so far. Um, and for anybody just joining the stream, basically the biggest change is that there's a lot more high ground in the jungle, which means that you can defend your jungle much better than you could previously. And there's going to be a lot of new warding spots. We don't even know. I mean, obviously you can ward here. It seems like a pretty good one, but we're going to have to experiment with some wards and figure out where all the new warding spots are, uh, which is always a fun part of a new patch. So we'll go ahead and get into the rest of the changes now. We've got deny mechanics have been changed. Denies no longer give the denier 25% experience. This is a huge, huge change. It's going to mean that we're probably going to see some uh, different laning setup. You don't have to go two on two because your offlaner, hey, he can just he can still get experience. He can leech experience without getting completely shut out. Um, however, to reward the denier, you get 20% of the gold bounty. So. For melee creeps, that means seven to eight gold. For range creeps, that means nine to ten, nine to eleven gold. So, it, you still get a good amount of benefit from denying and supports. Actually, this is probably going to benefit supports even more because the supports generally kind of help deny creeps. Um, or if you're a hero that really has a strong early item timing, like an armlet or something like that, maybe an early blade mail on a hero like a bloodseeker. You can get to that much faster if you're a lane dominating hero, but at the same time, the offlaner or the hero that's being dominated in the lane will still be able to actually hit their, you know, level six at a reasonable amount of time, which means that we aren't going to have these like completely over games where the offlaner 
or the mid player just has no experience because they're getting you know 30 or 40 denies against them because they're against like a huskar or something of that nature so i really like this change actually um again it i think that the gold is it's sort of significant but it's not it's not nearly as significant as the, the xp so i like that it gives you some benefit but it's not just game-breakingly different teleporting added a new dedicated inventory slot to hold temporal scrolls um okay so let's go ahead and just hop into a demo lobby to see what this looks like but this means that everybody just has an extra item slot and you have to juggle your backpack looks like okay yeah so tp scroll down here by your backpack um and looks like if we just buy bunch of tb scrolls they're here you, you actually can't drop them out of this slot it looks like so i don't know if you can give your teammates tp scrolls anymore doesn't look like it you buy i don't know where my courier is okay there it is where's my courier um, for some reason my courier is appearing over here okay um no courier can i how does this work with the courier but okay so if you have a courier you can't put the tp scroll in the tp slot and still drop the tp scroll from the courier however you cannot transfer your tp scrolls out of your own inventory so that's a little janky but that's just how it is now um good to know yeah, and you can have you don't have to juggle so much you can always have a tp off of cooldown while you're a six slotted um hero so i like that change quite a bit boots of travel no longer shares cooldown with temporal scrolls upon teleporting 10 seconds are now added to your tp scroll cooldown uh i guess i should go back into the demo lobby just to demonstrate this so and actually, yeah, regarding the deny mechanics, you, you can just get a nice little boost of gold throughout the game if you, if you continue to deny. Um, I still think it's going to be, you know, a lot more negligible than the EXP in the laning stage, but you can just get a little bit more gold throughout the course of the game as you're, you know, pushing waves. Um, still, speed is more important when you're shoving waves and split pushing than not going to sit around and just deny all of the creeps. Um, okay, so if we have Boots of Travel... And a TP scroll. Let me refresh. Hello. A TP here. So as soon as it completed, it gave 10 more seconds to the cooldown. If we TP again, adds 10 more seconds to the cooldown. For some reason I can't refresh my TP scroll, but I guess this means that you can boost of travel somewhere and then you could TP back if you wanted to which is kind of interesting. Um, it also means that Boots of Travel seems like a worse item in general, right? Because if you already have a TP slot, why would you need to have Boots of Travel, which is essentially like taking up your TP slot with an item that allows you to TP? Um, so I don't know. It seems like maybe Boots of Travel not nearly as good as it used to be because... The problem that it fixes has already been solved. I'm sure there's still some heroes like Ember Spirit, for example, that want to get Boots of Travel because of the reduced cooldown. 
uh, and Tinker, of course. But I feel like you don't necessarily just have to go boost of travel on your late game carry to make sure that you can show up to fights and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the boots of travel cooldown is, is still shorter, but probably not as valuable of a late game item. Neutrals. Stack neutral camps now give the stacker 35% of the bounty instead of 25, so they're just continuing to try and push for people to stack, <laughs> essentially. Non-ancient neutrals now provide 5% more gold bounty. Okay, so... Gold has been increased in the jungle uh, by 5%. So jungling is slightly better than it used to be. It's still not as good as the lane creeps, but it is definitely getting somewhat buffed here. Uh, hero selection. Remove daily bonus hero concept. Nice. Okay, so you're no longer just going to pick the heroes that have the mangoes. You're not going to have just an extra... Super valuable item in the laning stage. I like that. Random once again picks from the entire hero pool, but ignores your 25 least played heroes. Okay, so it's not going to give you some like random hero that you've never played before. Random can now only be used for the first two hero picks on your team. I'm sure people will be happy about this. But at least you know what you're dealing with when people random in your games. Armor. Change the armor formula to 0.052 times armor divided by 0.9 plus 0.048 times armor, updated various armor values to closely align with the new formula. The, basically all the armor has been reduced on various buildings. Um, usually they show what the previous formula is, so I'm not, I can't really compare what it used to be. I guess I could look that up, but I'm, I'm just gonna assume that it calculates things to where you get more damage reduction per armor and that's why they're reducing the amount of armor somebody wants to let me know <laughs> that would be great but that's my first impression having done zero research on it uh hero kill bounty experience killing sprees now give an experience bonus ranging from 200 to 1250 so you actually get in addition to the kill streak gold you actually get kill streak experience which means that Comeback mechanics are now stronger than they ever have been. Reworked and simplified EXP hero kill bounty system no longer includes a team experience component. Okay, so old. Mount per player in each scenario. Dying heroes base experience bounty plus 20 this is for the highest level, I assume. Plus 20 times dying hero level. Oh, mount per player. So one one person there is 20 plus this. And now it's just the divided by number of killers. Okay, so dying hero base experience bounty. The base XP value is given for kills. Dying hero level, numerical level for dying heroes. XP comeback dying hero experience. Times. There's so much math in this patch. What is going on? Where is Jenkins, my computer science partner? Help me figure this out. Um, but basically, it's just simplified. There's no like team experience being calculated in. You just get simply a large bonus divided by the number of people that are there. 
Mana and HP regen. Reworked mana and HP regen from attributes. They no longer, they are no longer multipliers of your regeneration value. So I assume this means that uh, before the strength and HP regen components of like the strength and intelligence amplify the regeneration values. And it seems like that's not happening anymore. Mono regeneration intelligence now provides 0.05 mono regeneration. So per point of intelligence, mono regen removed the 0.9 base mono regen that all heroes had. Now it comes from intelligence. So if you're a hero with very low intelligence, you actually probably have less base mono regen now. You have if you're a hero with high intelligence, you have higher mono regen. I guess we can look at some of these. So troll is one of the stupidest heroes. Look at his about, yes, yeah, 0.7 base mono regen because his intelligence is so low. Whereas if we look at a hero like who has the highest int, Pugna maybe, 1.5 base mono regen. So this is definitely going to affect the early game as far as heroes being able to use spells. So that's kind of an interesting change. Then we have. The mono regen rebalanced mono regen values based on the formula change. So basically, all these items have changed their mono regeneration values to looks like all of them have increased because you're no longer getting the amplification from your intelligence. Uh, likewise, you know, the shrine is buffed, chemical rage has been changed, talents have all been changed, so that it ends up being about equal. To what it was before um but you just have like a base level that is lower now any in your hero or higher strength same kind of changes base regen values reduced by 1.5 now covered by the base strength which is strength now provides 0.09 hp regen per point and as you can see all of these items have and talents and abilities have changed their HP regen values to reflect the changes. So that's interesting. And a lot of these changes seem to be happening because there is an item that we will get to in a little bit that amplifies your regen. So, uh, lots of lots of changes to just the general mechanics of the game, which is kind of an interesting but expected thing to have happen in a large patch like this. Root mechanics. Town portal scroll can now be canceled and prevented by root. Fixed inconsistencies between different root sources. Stasis trap now provides true sight. But following roots no longer interrupt channeling spells or the current action. Dark troll and snare can't stop black hole anymore when these BKB'd. Um, or just without BKB, in fact. Searing chains. Naga siren and snare. Crystal maiden frostbite and tangling claws from the lone druid. Nature's guise from Tree Protector and Overgrowth. So if somebody is uh, channeling something like a Fiend's Grip, for example, or a Crystal Maiden Ultimate, none of these will actually cancel that anymore. However, if you're trying to TP, they will cancel it. And if you are rooted, you actually cannot TP while rooted. So if you're Overgrowth, you can't just TP out. You are stuck there for the duration of the root. Cleave and splash changes. Cleave damage is now normal physical damage, causing it to get reduced by armor for each unit impacted, which means that you cannot just cleave off of a low 
armor target and have it do more damage to a high armor target behind it. So a nerf to how that works, like before you could leave off of a Crystal Maiden onto a Terror Blade and ignore all of Terror Blade's armor, and that is no longer how Cleave works. The Cleave damage will be reduced by Terror Blade's armor in that scenario. Cleave abilities damage values have been rescaled to kind of deal with this. Um, so if we look at Sven, for example, we'll see Cleave 45, 60%, 75%, and 90% cleave um, to sort of accommodate this nerf to how cleave works, doing more damage or less damage to the heroes that are being cleaved onto. Cleave abilities damage, okay. Increased standard cleave area, distance increased from 625 to 650, final width increased from 330 to 360. And this affects Great Cleave and Power Battle Fury and various talents. Kepler Assassin Psyblades can now spill off of Illusions. So if you're hitting PL or the wrong PL, you can Psyblade off of those to hit the, re the real PL, the right PL. Changed how Illusions incoming damage is processed. It now happens at the final step. Thus, it won't spill over extra damage with things like Psyblades. So if you were... Cyblading off of a PL illusion that takes 650% extra damage, you're not doing 650% extra damage with your Cyblades. Sorry, TA players, but at least you can now hit the wrong PL and hopefully hit the right one as a result. Fixed splash damage being affected by lifesteal, spell lifesteal and spell amplification. So I guess it no longer is. Fixed splash damage not considering armor type, but now does. So basically all of Cleave's mechanic Black Dragon Splash Attack damage changed from magical to physical and now does full damage in the 250 AoE before it used to do less. Different AoEs, similar adjustments to Dragon Knight Splash damage has been described. Uh, <clears throat> or will be described below. Spell immunity and dispels. The following abilities can no longer pierce spell immunity. This is a really big deal. Curse of Avernus. Acid Spray, Blood Rage, Thirst. I don't know how th that works. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I guess if you're BKB'd and you're low HP, then you don't appear or you don't give Thirst bonuses to the Bloodseeker. Elder Dragon Form. I assume this means the splash and the damage from it. Lycan Wolf Cripple, Epicenter. Entangling Claws, this seen the slow from Epicenter, Entangling Claws, Spiderling's Poison Sting, Anchor Smash, Nature's Guys, Wave of Terror, Venomancer's Poison Sting, The Swarm, Maledic Debuff, Ghost Frost Attack, Wrath of Nature, Nether Ward Mana Degen, Life Drain Targeting, Primal Roar Secondary Knockback, Requiem of Souls, March of the Machines Collision, Atrophy Aura, Tombstone, Flesh Golem, Wall of Replica Slow, Naga Siren and Snare, Dark Troll Summoner and Snare, Wild Axes, Natural Order from Elder Titan, Death Pulse Projectile Assassinate, Shiva's Guard Aura, Salt Curious Aura, Tempest Tornado Aura, and Orb of Venom. So you actually don't lose the armor from Assault Curious being near you if you have a BKB or some form of magic immunity on. That is a Pretty big change. It's kind of giving. Seems like they're kind of giving 
BKB a fairly serious buff. I assume it will be changed. Something. Yeah, it's been the recipe cost has been increased. Uh, poison sting can now be dispelled, so Venomancer will no longer be able to just permanently keep you slow with poison sting. Hex state can now be removed by strongly with spells. This is a very big change. Your like Slark is no longer permanently disabled. He can remove that with Dark Pact. Um, is Lotus Orb a strong dispel? I forget. It is a basic dispel, so no. Um, however, I believe. Abaddon's Aphotic Shield is a strong dispel, so you can dispel Hex with Abaddon. Um, so that is a very big change. Having, it, I mean, it just means that Hex is way less of a good item. It means that Lion Hex is worse. Shadow Shaman Hex is worse. Um, Tinker, for example, can't just chain Hex people necessarily now. Uh, so, big nerf to Hex. Towers and structures. Towers no longer gain extra armor per nearby enemy hero. Tower health has been increased to account for some of this. Tier 1 tower's health has been increased by 200. Tier 2 has been increased by 300. Tier 3 has been increased by 400. And Tier 4 has been increased by 500. Melee barracks health has been increased by 200. Range barracks health increased by 100. And ancient health has also been increased 250. Miscellaneous changes. Day-night cycle has been increased from 4 minutes to 5 minutes. So it's going to be lighter longer and darker longer in the game. Scan no longer ignores units in the Roshan pit. So you can actually just scan in Rosh and find people. Although, generally speaking, you could just kind of scan in Rosh anyway and there's usually somebody outside of the pit kind of keeping watch. So you could usually find them there anyway. But now if you scan directly in the pit, You'll know for sure if there are people there. Max attack speed has been increased from 600 to 700. Default aura range has been increased by 300, so now it is very large. So Gem of True Sight, for example, Heartstopper Aura, Natural Order remain unchanged. Um, oh, sorry. So Gem of True Sight, Heartstopper Aura, and Natural Order remain unchanged. They have specific aura values, but stuff like Vlad's, Assault Curious, etc., uh, it's now 300 range longer. And if you used to play Necrophos back in the day, I believe Heartstopper Aura was 1200 at some point. So it's a very, very big radius. Basically, the, the distance that you can blink with a blink dagger is now how far away the aura affects things or any aura except for the one specified. Removed movement speed modifiers from spawned creeps. Previously, different lanes would have faster or slower creeps during the first 7.5 minutes of the game. So... We will have to sort of see where the lanes meet now. It's going to change that a little bit, I would assume. And it'll just be consistent throughout the entire game. Um, okay, add a new sound that gets played when the team's barracks are destroyed. When all the team's barracks are destroyed. So when you get Mega Creeps, there will be a new sound effect to let you know that that happened. Opening the secondary shops now highlights the items in the full shop UI rather than switching to a filtered view. This is something, a quality of life change that a lot of people had asked for. You're going to have the same shop all the time. If you're in the secret shop, if you're in the side shop, you'll still be able to buy TP scrolls and clarities and stuff like that from the main shop back in the base. 
but you'll also see a highlight on the items that are actually available at the shop that you are currently at. So a little bit of quality of life. I like that change. AOE of wards are now, AOE of other wards are now shown during ward placement. Okay, so previously when you were placing a ward, it would just give you the one circle, but now it's gonna show you where the other wards are so that you don't overlap them or you can overlap them if you want to. Um, this is another just little quality of life change. Added a new game state, leashed. Leashed units follow the same rules as rooted units with regards to teleport and mobility, which means that you cannot blink or teleport out of a leash. But you can still use normal movement. So, just, I mean, you could just run around as normal, um, but you just can't teleport out. The following abilities now apply the leash state, pound, stream, coil, and soul bind from Grimstroke. Second, getting water. Okay. Self-damage no longer disables things like clarity, bottle, and blink. So I see another buff <laughs> to Slurk here. You can bottle and clarity and use healing salve while you're dark packing units in the jungle. Um, Pudge can blink while rotting. Abaddon can heal and use stuff with mist coil uh, at the same time. Kind of a nice buff to very specific heroes. Lifesteal amount is no longer limited by the current HP of the target and uses the full damage you are dealing instead. So a last hit on a, on a creep or a hero that's getting very low will actually give you more HP from a lifestealing hit. So it's just kind of an interesting change. I mean, just buff to lifesteal. Backpack can no longer be manipulated while taunted. So if you... Are winter's winter wyvern cursed, or blade mailed, or axe taunted? For example, you can no longer take out the damage items and put them in your backpack, which would allow you to do less damage to yourself or to your allies. So, kind of a just a skill cap <clears throat> thing where they're like, all right, the pros figured out how to counter winter's curse to some extent so let's take that away so it basically means that taunting is better than it was before in the few instances or the heroes that have it reduce the following move speed talents abaddon axe bane batrider bounty hunter dazzled enchantress legion commander lich naga siren nature's prophet night stalker nyx assassin ogre magi oracle outward outworld devourer tangalier pugna sand king shadow demon skyroth mage techies Hunter, Tinker, and Underlord. Um, you can read the values if you want to. I'm going to try and keep this long patch as short as possible. So I'm not going to go over all of them. Intelligence Hero's strength gain across the board has been increased by 0.2, except for Bane, Outworld, Devourer, Queen of Pain, Ogre Magi, and Zeus, who already had a very high strength gain. Killing an Observer or Sentry Ward now prints out a notification in chat to your allies. Buff to supports and people saying that you're not doing anything while you're wandering around the map. <laughs> if you're dewarding, your allies will now know that you can get maybe a tip from them, or at least they won't flame you as much. Respawn time for level 1, 2, 3, and 4 has been increased from 5 seconds, 7 seconds, 9 seconds, and 13 seconds to 
simply one more second per level. Reverted a global turn rate change done in 7.00. So turn rates have been slowed across the board by 15%. Attribute growth values had a that had two decimal places have now been rounded up. Simplifying things a little bit. Shrine's Sanctuary ability now additionally restores 2% of your HP and mana pool per second since they no longer scale naturally with intelligence and strength changes. All right, how are we doing? <laughs> We're through just the basic changes to everything, and that's a lot to all take in. Um, the game is definitely going to feel quite different going to take quite a few games to really feel comfortable with things like the the root no longer stopping channels the higher health on buildings bkb changes dispelling a lot of stuff that it never did before flash damage being way different we'll go through the items and maybe by the end of the items jenkins will be here to talk about the euros so item changes all item-based movement speed bonuses are now rebalanced around being a percentage rather than a constant addition. A very, very different thing that we're dealing with now. So it's no longer 40 movement speed from boots, 50 movement speed from whatever. Um, it's all percentage-based now. So numbers below are designated, designed around being similar with a base speed of 300 with boot items being minus five and Yule's being minus 10 of their old values. So boots of speed is now 15% movement speed instead of the previous value. Power treads, 15%. Phase boots, 15%. Arcane boots, 15%. Guardian greaves are 17%. Tranquil boots when active are 28%. Tranquil boots inactive are 20%. Boots of travel are 32% movement speed. Throne of Endurance, 6, Yule Scepter, 6, Spirit Vessel, 6, and Windlace, 6%. So, this just means that movement speed can really scale quite a bit, depending on your items and depending on your heroes, like agility growth, for example. Um, things like, uh, like, for example, if you have a movement speed based ability like a Spirit Breaker's Bash or a Bloodseeker's Thirst, it's going to scale in a different way now because it's all based off of percentages instead of actual just physical values. I wonder if, so let's actually look at this real quick. So we take Bloodseeker. And he has 289 movement speed. Now, if we buy boots, he has 332 movement speed. Previously, boots, what was boots? Boots was 40, right? The 45. I can't remember what the last change was. Boots, 50, 50 movement speed is what it used to be. Okay. So, in this case, this would be um, 339 movement speed, right? 
now is 332. So a little bit less early on. However, if we get a Yasha, which is percentage based, 8%, now it's 358. Um, I don't want to do the math <laughs> as to what that would have been otherwise. But then if we start kicking in like some thirst and there's some enemies that are low, then I think we're going to start seeing the movement speed really start to add up. You add more and more different percentages that are affecting things. So I'm actually not sure whether it makes you faster or slower. I think it's probably going to end up making you faster in the long run um, just because of the percentage-based things. But that's just good to know. Phase boots item reworked. No longer has an active. Now passively gives you movement speed bonus, collision phasing, and turn rate uh, reduction anytime you issue, issue an attack to a target. Buff dispels whenever you move elsewhere and cancel your attack. Maximum range of 900 for attack orders. Will still kick in if you issue the attack order out of 900 range and then walk into the 900 range. This has no cooldown. Buff lingers for 0.5 seconds. Phase movement speed bonus on ranged heroes is reduced from 13% to 10%. And reworked the old phase boots recipe. Old requires boots, two blades of attack for a total of 1360 gold. The new provides 50 movement speed. Oh, this is it provided 50 movement speed and 24 damage. The new requires boots, chainmail, and gloves of haste for 1500. 50 gold total and provides a 15% movement speed bonus, 5 armor, and 25 attack speed. So, we go back into the demo lobby. Oh, I ran outside. Actually, it might be my dog howling. No longer an active, as you can see. We have an enemy here. Well, I actually put an enemy in line and we issue an attack command to this guy. We just walk through and we get the movement speed bonus, right? Speed increases, movement speed increases, and you can actually just keep triggering it back and forth between these different targets. Target that, target that. You could actually just be permanently phased if you're constantly clicking between different targets. And it, the item itself gives you 25 attack speed instead of damage now. So, uh, quite a different item. It's going to be good on certain heroes. It's probably good on Lycan now, to be honest, because you're going to be able to phase through stuff. And it's now attack speed, which Lycan likes, and armor, which Lycan likes. So, I think that phase boots are actually probably a really good item on Lycan, as opposed to Gloves of Haste. Or, as opposed to power treads and speaking of power treads 
now requires a Blades of Attack instead of a Gloves of Haste and gives you 16 damage instead of attack speed. Attribute bonus has been increased from 10 to 12. So if we look at Power Treads, see that this item is now more of a... Or just a, a straight damage item if you already have attack speed. It's kind of hard to say which one is now a better farming item. Because it used to just be straight up, you get power codes if you want to farm, and you get phase boots if you want to dominate the lane. But now you just get a lot more damage from power treads, but you don't get the attack speed. So maybe power treads has become the lane dominating item, and phase boots is now the farming item. Not entirely sure. But as uh, Chad is pointing out, it's also a big deal that you can now complete either of these boots from the side shop, um, which is something you couldn't do before. Only get power treads from the side shop. So that is a nice change that they have brought back the versatility of what boots you choose. Um, actually, I'm wrong. You can't complete treads from the side shop because blades of attack is required. Unless they've changed the side shop to include blades of attack, but probably not, right? Here's the side shop and blades of attack is not part of it. So yeah, only now you can only complete phase boots <laughs> at the side shop, which kind of makes sense because it gives you the attack speed and armor and you were kind of getting power treads because it gave you some more tankiness usually and attack speed so now you actually have to actively choose to go power treads and you can just kind of regularly go phase boots um so this is definitely kind of like the standard boot now it seems like interesting very interesting all right moving on to more boots tranquil boots no longer gets disabled by attacking creeps hallelujah to all supports and heroes like Axe and Centaur that would buy Tranquil Boots and have to drop it on the ground every single time they want to deny a creep, get a last hit, or farm the jungle. You can literally just have Tranquil Boots, you can farm the jungle infinitely with that massive amount of HP regen and movement speed, to be honest. So Tranquils are insane. That's a huge buff to Tranquil Boots. You're just able to... It's obviously still gets disabled by enemy attacks and damage, but... When you're just farming, this is like the best item in the game. All right. Sanj. 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 Now provides 12% status resistance instead of maim. Interesting. Heaven's Halberd provides 14% status resistance instead of maim. Is roaming back? I don't know. We have to see still. There's still a lot of changes to go through. Um, okay, so Valve really seems to be pushing status resistance pretty heavily. Uh, it's not just a tiny thing anymore. We've got items with status resistance. Sanj and Yasha now has 16% status resistance. Am I reading this wrong? No longer gets disabled by attacking creeps. Is it creeps attacking you? Going back to the Tranquil Boots. Is it creeps attacking you or is it you attacking creeps? Let's find out. 
Oh, I attack a creep. Does not get disabled. Okay, so if a creep hits you, so I'm completely wrong. <laughs> Triangle Boots is still disabled when creeps attack you, but when you attack creeps, it does not get disabled. So it's basically just a quality of life change more so than a real buff to, to Triangle Boots, but you can actually just deny and farm in free lanes without being punished for having Tranquil Boots. Yeah, that makes more sense because it would have been super broken otherwise. You could just permanently have <laughs> the, the HP regen going while you're farming in the jungle. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. All right, back to the other items. Uh, so, status resistance is a thing. There's no longer a maim on Sanjinyasha. Um, so no longer do you get the attack and movement speed slow. Um, that kind of sucks. I definitely think that Mame was pretty useful. 16% um, status resistance doesn't seem like that much in terms of value. Obviously, it means stuns last 16% less. Um, stable is 16% less. Which, uh, you know, it's an okay amount, but it's really not that big of a deal. It's kind of just... I want to say it's a little bit of a nerf to the item. I feel like the main was actually pretty good. But apparently status resistance is the new cool thing. So all of these strength items now have it. Um, as a result, the recipe cost for Sanj has been reduced by 50 gold. Yasha recipe has also been reduced by 50 gold. And Kaya recipe has been increased from 500 to 650 because now Sanj, Yasha, and Kaya, as expected, have become a trio. Like the, the three spirits. Right? So now we have Yasha and Kaya, which is a new item. Kaya and Sanj, new item. Rebalance Sanj, Yasha, and Kaya as far as their stats. So Sanj is now 12, 16 strength, 12 stats resistance, 8 attack damage. Yasha is 16 agility, 12 attack speed, and 8% movement speed. Kaya is 16 intelligence, 12% mana loss reduction, and 8% spell amp. Sanj and Yasha obviously is just reflecting those changes. Now we have Yasha Kaya, which is 16 intelligence, 16 agility, 16 attack speed, 16% mana loss reduction, 12% spell amp, and 12% movement speed. So we have a sort of like a spellcaster agility hybrid item. And then we have Kaya Sanj, which is a spellcaster slash strength hybrid item. And it is 16 intelligence, 16 strength, 16% mana loss reduction, 16% status resistance. 12% spell amp, 12% or 12 attack damage. Sadly, there is no Sanj Yashikaya Exodia item, but these give you some more options to include things like movement speed and attack speed, fast resistance, more HP into various heroes. So if we look at these and just maybe briefly theorycraft who might want to buy these items. 
the first thing that I can think of is a hero like Ember Spirit, who really likes the attack speed, also really likes the spell amp, might be a uh, Yasha Kaya buyer, for example. And it would give him a lot more magic damage while also giving him his primary attribute. Um, who else? A sniper has a lot of magic damage from Shrapnel and Assassinate. He might enjoy a Yashikaya. Um, Venomancer certainly would like a Yashikaya because he's a agility hero that does strictly magic damage pretty much. Um, Spell Amp, I believe, includes things like Bristleback. So um, Kaya Sanj sounds really good on Bristleback. Um, Doom could potentially go Kaya Sanj. You could see somebody like Huskar going Kaya Sanj. You could see somebody like Phoenix for sure, 100% going Kaya Sanj. Really, really good item on Phoenix. Um, as far as the Yashikaya again, other heroes, Gyrocopter, extremely high magic damage hero that also wants to get a Yasha. Um, Luna probably works very well. Marana could work. Morphling, all of these heroes. Nyx Assassin. I mean, Shadow Fiend. Shadow Fiend Yashikaya sounds fucking broken to me. Uh, Arc Warden. Dude, there's, I mean, there are so many possibilities with these new items. Tiny, 100% going to get a Kaya Sanj. Like, all magic bursts. Loves the spell amp. Loves the Sanj stash resistance on top of his own. Um, an Earthshaker. Another pro probably pretty good option for uh, Sanj Kaya. <laughs> trying to remember what it's called. Um, yeah. So many different possibilities. I love that. I really, really, really like that addition. Um, it might be too strong, to be honest, because it gives the, all these heroes the option to just get a bunch of spell amp, which they normally wouldn't get. So... I think that's that's pretty pretty great. All right, Ring of Tarask, new item. Added a new basic item, which means that it's not a combination, it's not a recipe item. Called Ring of Tarask, and it costs 700 gold, grants 3.75 HP regen per second, and 150 health, and upgrades into Heart of Tarask and Holy Locket, which is the item as you can see. Uh, so again, look at items. To me, this sounds a little bit like Ring of Health is somewhat irrelevant. I feel like you would almost always want Ring of Tarrasque. But of course, Ring of Health builds into specific items that you definitely need. Um, however, Ring of Health, it just sounds like a very, very good support item. And obviously, Holy Locket, which we'll get to. We might as well just cover that now because I think these two are very closely related. Holy Locket added a new item, Holy Locket. Uh, passive causes all heals and HP region you provide to be amplified by 25%. Uh, so it's like 100% core on Io, Chen, Dazzle probably. Uh, requires a Void Stone, Ring of Tarask, Cloak, recipe for a total of 2,650 gold. Um, and it provides 200 health, 4 HP regen per second, 3 mana regen, and 15% magic resistance. So just the ultimate support item right now, I feel like. 
just right off the bat, it just seems like the best item you could buy on a support, um, on a defensive support, that is, is Holy Locket. And especially because you can just buy the Ring, the Ring of Tarrasque, which gives your support a bunch of HP, which you need, and a bunch of HP regen, which you also need on supports. So Holy Locket, of course, is going to be incredibly good on heroes like Oracle, incredibly good on Omni Knight, Witch Doctor is probably insane on, um, Warlock, obviously very good. Treant Protector, even, is probably very good on. So, yeah, this item seems super, super strong. 700 gold to give you all of this. Like, 3.75 HP regen per second. I don't think people realize just how important that is, because it allows you to stay out on the map. Um, so, you know, as a support, you want to be out on the map, but you also need to be at H, like a good level of HP <laughs> to be able to be around your cores and, and supporting them. So having this HP regen plus the 150 health early, I mean, 700 gold for 150 health is really, really valuable for a support. Um, so huge, huge item for support heroes, I think. And then of course, Holy Locket, as we've talked about. Uh, just makes you a healing machine and I mean 25% HP heal amp sounds completely busted <laughs> on a hero like Io um, and actually because all heals and HP region you provide so I'm curious whether this actually also amps something like Doom's self-heal so we'll go check that out actually because if it's if it's a self heal as well it says provide which makes it sound like it's talking about stuff that affects your teammates however if it actually affects your own heals it could just be incredible on so many more heroes so right now we have 3.2 if we pick up rask we have 7 if we eat a creep, which gives us 5 HP regen per second, 8.2, and we pick up our Ring of Tarrasque, we now have 12. 8.2 to 12. It doesn't look like it actually... I don't think it buffs your own HP. It does not appear to buff your own HP. Um, if we pick up a Ring of Health... The devour going we're at 14.7 pick up the ring of tarasque yeah okay so it does not it's only the heal that you provide an hp region that you provide to ally so it's not your own it's not your own okay so uh i mean that's good because <laughs> otherwise just think about it if you had ring of tarasque and tranquil boots on a support Oh, good point. I need, to, I need to actually upgrade it to the actual item. Dumb. Dumb. Good freaking point. Okay, holy locket. Nine HP regen. Holy locket. 0.2 base. Okay, so we eat a creep. We're at 8.2. Now we pick up Holy Locket, we're at 15. So it does amp, doesn't it? Holy Locket gives me 
4 HP regen per second and 25% additional. So 8 plus 4 should be 12.7. But we're at 15.9. Then if we, we have 8 and we pick up a ring of health, we're at 14.7. Adding 4 to that should put us at 18.7, but instead we're at 23. If we pick up Tranquil Boots, we now have 43 HP regen per second, which sounds insane. <laughs> uh, okay, so if we... 286 regen per second with heart, Tranquil Boots. So I think I'm looking at this correctly. So if we just look at it with just the Tranquil Boots, pick them up from 3.7 to 19.7, gives us 16 HP regen. So if we pick up the Holy Locket, if we were to, okay, we're at 20.1. We were just to pick up Holy Locket, we'd be at 24, but we're at 30. So it actually self-amps your own healing. Um, and if we were to buy a uh, mechanism, for example, this heals you for 275. These guys are hitting me. Hello? Amp Boom. Full health. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. If we have, let's say, like a Mask of Madness with Ring of Tarask or with Holy Locket, get 15% of attack damage. But I assume you're going to get even more. Very interesting item. <laughs> I feel like you definitely could just put Holy Locket on. That seems like a very, very insanely strong item. Gives you health, gives you HP regen, gives you mana regen, magic resistance, and amplifies your own healing as well as your your teammates. Um, do, do multiple Holy Lockets stack? That is a good question. Let's go find out. <laughs> Let's go find out. Okay, so holy locket. 9.1 plus should be 4, which would put me at. Does not look like it stacks, right? 9.1, but it does. Slightly? It does seem to. I don't know if, I don't think the 25% stacks with the other, like if you pick up a second Holy Locket after you have one, I don't think it stacks with the 25% increase from the original one, but I do think that it amplifies your own HP regen again, right? So if you have a Ring of Health, 
gives you six. You pick up one holy locket. The ring of health ends up giving you an additional twenty five percent, or like what's twenty five percent of six? One point seven five or something like that. And then if you pick up another one, does it amplify ring of health regen again? I don't think so. I don't think it's giving me as much of an increase. I think it's only giving me five additional HP regen. I'm going to say no. I, I don't believe that they actually say. But this item still seems very, very good. Uh, I assume it does amp tangos. <laughs> All right. We'll test that. That'll be the last one, and then we'll move on to the next item. So tango plus holy locket. You eat a tango, you end up with 17.8. Oops. That's not helpful. Okay, so you get 7 HP regen from tangos. You pick up holy locket, you end up with 17.8. So it definitely amps tango for sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure that Holy Locket is insane with Coddle's heal during the daytime. Um, Holy Locket plus Jingu is probably pretty good. Obviously, Io super good. Any form of lifesteal. It sounds pretty insane on Huskar, who has this new uh, HP regen based off of his strength. But anyway, moving on. We have Solar Crest, which has been reworked. Recipe and bonuses. Now requires a medallion, an ultimate orb, a windlace, and a recipe. Which now costs 3,875 gold. So Solar Crest is way more expensive. But it also provides 10 stats, 12 armor, 6% movement speed, 1.5 mono regeneration, and the active is not just a evasion piercing plus armor. It can now be cast on allies or enemies, removing your own 12 armor bonus, like the old Solar Crest, but it gives 70 attack speed, 10% movement speed, and 12 armor. On enemies, it applies minus 70 attack speed, minus 10% movement speed, and minus 12 armor. So 70 attack speed, just for reference, is half of a moon shard. It is where's hyperstone. It's more than a hyperstone that you give to an ally, plus the movement speed, plus the armor. So solar crest sounds very very strong, but it's also very very expensive compared to what it used to. Be. Crown, new item. Added a new basic item called Crown, which gives plus four stats, costs 450 gold, it's available in the side shop, and it's used in items that previously required Bracer, Wraithband, and Null Talisman. Uh, okay. Ring of Aquila removed from the game. Uh, furthermore, Bracer, Wraithband, Null Talisman can no longer be upgraded into other items. They're just very basic stat items now. 
Bracer, Null, and Wraith recipe has been increased from 165 to 10. Bracer, Null, Wraith primary stat has been increased by 1 from 7 to 8. Bracers now give plus 6% magic resistance. Wraith Band now gives plus 8 attack speed. And Null Talisman now gives plus 3% spell amp. So I'm sure <laughs> that you just go like 5 Null Talismans on Skyrath Mage support. And it's probably the most annoying thing in the world. Um, okay. Null Talisman. Okay, so the summary of all of them is that Wraith Band is 8 Agility, 3 Strength, 3 Intelligence, 8 Attack Speed, Bracer, 8 Strength, 3 Agility, 3 Intelligence, 6% Magic Resist, Null Talisman, 8 Intelligence, 3 Strength, 3 Agility, and 3% Spell Amp. The following recipes have been updated with the removal of Bracer, Wraith Band, Null Talisman. Hurricane Pike now has a 450 gold recipe instead of a Wraith Band. Dagon now has a recipe... Oh, now actually costs slightly less. The recipe is the same. The crown is just a little bit less uh, gold and appears to give you better stats because it gives you plus five strength, plus five agility. Uh, same amount of intelligence. So slight Dagon buffs. Veil Discord recipe has been changed. No longer requires the two nulls. Requires one crown, one helm of iron will, and a 700 gold recipe instead of a 500 gold recipe. I would say probably nerf to Veil. Seem as easy to build into. Not as good for a mid-hero going Veil, for example, as a tempo item. Drum of Endurance now has Crown, Sage's Mask, Wind Lace for a total of 1,525 gold instead of 1,615 gold. And it gives you one less strength, three more agility, the same amount of intelligence, and a bit more mana regeneration because of the mana regeneration formula that was changed earlier. Okay, so drum is essentially the same. Gives you a little bit more agi. Maybe it makes it a little bit more of a viable item on the agi heroes that used to be buying drums. So that's just something to keep in mind. Everybody loves drums in the professional scene. Uh, and if you can buy it again on agi heroes, that could be a big deal. Atos, which required two bracers previously, now requires two crowns um, and gives 12 strength, 12 agility, 20 intelligence instead of 15 strength, 6 agility, and 20 intelligence. So it's a much better stat item in general, uh, although it gives you a little bit less HP and it costs a little bit less as well. And probably at the end of the day, it's... It gives you a little bit more armor, gives you a little bit less HP. It's probably kind of a wash as far as Atos. Um, it does break TPs, but does not break channel. I don't think it broke channel anyway. So it actually, it's probably a buff to Atos overall based on the patch because of Root now stopping TPs. Holy shit, we're only like a third of the way through the patch. Okay, Ring of Basilius, Modern Generation has been increased to reflect the 
Fauna changes. Bloodstone no longer has pocket deny. No longer reduces respawn times. Wow, this item is trash. Now passively doubles your mono regeneration. Starts with 12 charges. Deaths remove three. Kills provide one charge. Each charge provides 0.25 mana and HP regeneration. So you actually get HP regen as well from Bloodstone and can now be cast, transferring 60% of your current mana to your health with a 250 second cooldown. So, what is the purpose of this item now? It's more of like a, it's more of like a hybrid item instead of just being a strictly caster pickoff item, it seems like. The HP regen is obviously really, I mean, sounds like it's kind of like a pudge item to be honest, because you're just running around getting a bunch of kills and you get a ton of HP regen as a result of that. That's probably really good. Being able to instantly heal yourself in exchange for your mana, it's a very weird mechanic. The, I don't know, it doesn't really seem that good of an item because the, the respawn timer was such a huge, such a huge part of why this item was good. As for what other heroes it might be good on. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it does not seem like a very good item to me. Uh Aeon Disc health increased from 250 to 300. Mana increased from 250 to 300. No longer provides passive status resistance. However, you get 50% status resistance during the 2.5 second active buff duration when Aeon Disc pops. So if you get it popped and then somebody stuns you, you're only stunned for half the duration. Basically, it makes it, it almost just makes it a better get out of jail free card, I feel like, because it gives you a chance to get out of like a secondary initiation to some extent because of the 50% status resistance. Um, so I would just say it's a buff to Aeon Disc all around, even though it doesn't give you the passive status res resistance. Titanic passively provides 30% stats resistance. Okay, so stats resistance everywhere. Bonus damage reduced from 50 to 25. Otherwise, this item would be... Uh, still a very good item, but it's kind of going back, trending back towards being that item that you buy to tank up more so than just to do damage. Um, obviously, the stats resistance combos very well with the nature of Satanic, where you usually want to kind of use it at the last second to save yourself. So if you're being gone on and disabled, then you can go ahead and, you know, get your stuff reduced, press Satanic, you heal up. Hello. Hello, sir. Oh, hey, there you are. Hey, I missed you. How's live. it going? We're live. Everybody's happy to see you. Oh. Oh, don't tell me that. How many viewers you got? 7,000. I don't believe that. We have 28. Thousand? Yes. Oh my god! 
Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. 28,000 viewers. I feel like Ninja right now. It's pretty sweet. Everybody watching. Me just when's, talk about the patch notes. When's Drake coming in on the call? Um, I actually decided I wanted Lil Yachty to be on the call, not Drake. So. Okay, Lil Boat? Lil Boat. Lil okay, Bo Lil Boozy. Yeah, I can fuck with that. I can fuck <laughs> with that dog. Okay. Um, so how much of the patch notes have you read? You cool oh, jumping in partway through? Oh yeah, I read them all. Okay, cool. Well, we're we're going over items right now. Um, are there anything that you want to point out from the earlier stuff? Uh, let me go ahead and open up the old uh, the old patch notes. The old dotes. Um, I actually haven't read everything, so I don't know all the changes to the heroes yet. Okay. There's a lot of them. Yeah, Dude. I know. Game updates. There we go. Um, how how's our uh, our audio levels, chat? Too loud. Jenkins Testing really loud. one, two, three. You're a little bit loud. Okay, I'll turn you down a little bit. That's cool. just a story of my life, dog. Okay, I guess I'll go to Reddit to find the patch notes because. Why don't you just open up the Dota client? How about that? Because I have to download it. That's how long that's going to take. God, there's probably going to be so many bugs in this patch. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, uh, see, so we're on, the, uh, we're on the items? Yeah. Which item? Uh, we just talked about Satanic. Okay. Yeah, status resistance, eh? Yeah, I see soft. Satanic. Where is it Satanic? Satanic. Okay. What'd you talk about? Uh, I was just saying that Satanic is now trending back towards being more of a, like, tank up, kind of take a bunch of damage and then heal up item as opposed to just being, like, a straight damage item. Yeah, gave Sad. gave a lot of gave a lot of damage before. People haven't really been picking it up with all those the things. So yeah, I think a lot of the time we see the buffs, it's to these items that people just don't get. People always like uh, pick pick up the heart instead. Yep. And speaking of heart, let's talk about heart. Um, now provides fifty percent HP regen amplification, and out of com out of combat regen has been reduced from. 7% to 5%. HP bonus has been reduced from 500 to 400 and now requires Reaver, Vitality Booster, Ring of Tarrasque, 400 gold recipe. This makes it a pretty good late game item because of the uh, the health regen amplification. It's a lot of regen on items now and like talents yeah. and things like that. That's something that you don't lose when you take damage. So like Yeah, it's really good. It, it does seem like a very, very strong addition to the item. Um, speaking Except of of Ring of Tarrasque and Holy Locket, if we can just go back to those real quick. What do you think about these two? Uh, I think I think Holy Locket's really good. Yeah, it sounds like one of the best support items. Slash yeah, it, also just tank items because it amplifies your amp own HP passive regen as HP well. regen stuff. Yeah. See, see, my problem is my problem is whenever I see an item that 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 combines all of these like small items that you want to buy anyway, like the cloak, fifteen percent magic resistance, scaling to the late game is insane. Like HP regen, mana regen as well, 200 health. Like there's too many stats on this item for it not to be broken. And then also gives this yeah. uh, this passive. Like they learn from their mistakes that they put a recipe on it, but it's a 2650 gold item that does all of this. Every single time a patch comes out and there's an item that just does like 10 things for some reason, it's it's just way too, like 10 useful things. It's way too good. Like if you can recall when uh, Glimmer Cape gave you magic resistance as well, it was, uh, or sorry, 
uh, Etherlands gave magic resistance as well. It was like yeah. completely broken. And it know? gave you spell amp and magic resist resistance and the mana and the cast ranges. Right, so, right. so it's insane. Like, it's too much. It's just too much. That's always with these new items. I, I think Holy Lock, it's going to be the same. Yep. I agree. Um, and Spirit Vessel is now basically a strictly offensive item, it seems like. No longer amplifies health regen nor provides current health percentage regen. Enemy damage per second has been increased slightly to match up with Urn, uh, but also does the healing negation. Yeah, that item has been like broken since it's been in the, the game, so I, I think this is like a fair nerf. Yep. Uh, the, the fact that you could just like heal, heal your, you know, 5,000 HP Terrorblade up to full HP and then Siege after getting a single kill was kind of ridiculous. Uh, so now he's just going to have to pick up, you're going to have to pick up a Holy Locket and then Spirit yeah, and Vessel. Yeah, and a Spirit Vessel, basically. It's <laughs> yeah. just what you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a fair nerf. Cool, I agree. Uh, headdress recipe has been reduced slightly and mechanism recipe has been increased slightly, I guess, to compensate so for that. Yeah, buff to buff to mech guardian greaves basically. Yep. Um, oh, before we get into the, the rest of the stuff, since we're about to be talking about boots, what was your interpretation of the movement speed being exclusively percentage based now instead of? Um, I think uh, I think a lot of I think a lot of people are going to look at that and a lot of other changes in, in this patch and think the game is going to change massively, but. Uh, the way these numbers always work is like it, it looks really overwhelming, but then the game stays the same. Like there was already a lot of percentage-based movement speed uh, bonuses in the game, and uh, there's a lot of like static movement speed bonuses in the game. And to be honest, the static movement speed bonuses were kind of the more overpowered ones because you would you would compound them on top of the percentage ones, and then you'd get like way more movement speed. So this is just honestly more consistent, and it'll probably it'll probably be very similar. Uh, like, for instance, before when they changed it so that uh, uh, Strength and Int gives you a percentage base of regen, the, everybody thought the game was going to completely change. And to be fair, there were, like, some mechanics you could abuse. Like, uh, you don't have to drop your items yep. at the shrine, shrine anymore. Things like that. Uh, but really, the game didn't change all that much. Storm in the late game still had, like, roughly the same mana regen. You know, he still had roughly the same HP regen on heroes. Maybe it was, like, a little bit better. But it, the game really, like, didn't completely flip on its head you know so right. i think i think it's going to be a very similar thing and it, it just made sense to me that it was percentage because you know you have that base static movement speed to to work with and i, I like the fact that there's a base movement speed for each hero and then everything works as a percentage off of that because then you know like the heroes with a higher base movement speed are better with all of the movement speed items in the game like all the boots right. like you know abaddon now Actually, I won't get into that. But we'll, see. <laughs> we'll get into that soon. But I mean, I, I would say that your video that you made recently is pretty relevant because a lot of the stuff that we talked about video seems to be coming true. The uh, 7.20? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, okay, so Arcane Boots Mono Restore has been increased slightly and Guardian Greaves Heal and Mono Restore has been increased slightly. Yeah, nobody ever picks up these boots other than like against Silencer. So I think this is just uh, much needed buffs yep like it's so rare you'll see arcane boots supports go tranquils offlaners go treads That's yep and like... then you just get clarities <laughs> to basically to deal with the mono problems yep yep model uh, too yeah pipe of insight now gives plus two stats from its components so just make I mean, it more consistent makes sense Gold basher recipe cost has been reduced by 100 slight buff to basher butterfly no longer has an active ability so flutter is gone thank god i'm so sick of terror blades and Phantom Lancers dropping their boots in the late game and just being six slotted with like literally six 
insanely late game items and no boots because they can just flutter with the agi movement speed that you get yeah and then plus the flutter like the fact that they didn't have to go boots was really cancerous uh chrysalis has eight additional bonus damage tiny buff desolator uh armor reduction is now back to where it used to be right seven i think uh yes but you also have to consider that armor has been changed so this is actually much more armor reduction okay yeah so i was a little bit confused as to how the armor was being calculated um uh, why is why is this so big can you explain well if you look at the the section after like the armor reduction it says that they changed the towers such that the new values will like reflect the old damage reduction and they reduced all of the armor on all of the towers right so therefore i'm just, Which means I'm that just armor is more valuable right yes if you have the same armor you will have more physical more uh, reduction. reduction right right okay i'm not 100 percent sure on like the 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 calculation for it but just deducing from like the tower uh, oh, okay. change it's like so what you're saying is that with armor reduction, when you remove that armor, you're actually removing more physical resistance per armor yes. that you remove. Yeah. That yes. Makes, that makes sense. Right. Okay, so Force Staff can now override Slark's Pounce. Don't know why I couldn't do that in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really annoying. Um, Hand of Midas attack speed has been increased by 40. Is this now a relevant item again? No. <laughs> Sentry Ward range increased from 850 to 1,000, so... Sentries are actually broken. They're sentries so are, strong. Sentries are ridiculously broken. They, dude, if you watch SEA Dota, like literally the the five roll just buys like forty sentries, and the whole map is sentried. Yep. You actually can just do that for less money now. Like that was already a good strat, and now it's even better. Yep. Yeah, that's insane. A thousand. Uh, what is the ward vision range like? Sixteen hundred? Is it or thirteen hundred? Something like that. Something like that. Sixteen hundred, I think. So you can basically cover the exact same amount of range as it reward vision which is really quite crazy when you think about it uh gem, look it up to gem of true sight grants 300 ground vision to the team that last held it until it's picked up that's a reddit that, that's a reddit thing right there man <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that suggested so many times on reddit that's so funny now you're not gonna see like the gem lost in the trees and just forgot yeah it's like, oh, i can't find my gem yeah, yeah that's, that's really funny actually uh, Morbid Mask no longer provides 10 damage. The cost has been reduced by 200, so it's just lifesteal now. I think uh, this makes it makes it better. Makes it better because it's cheaper? Yeah, it's cheaper. Like, carries just won the Morbid Mask so they can go leave and jungle. Like, the damage didn't... The damage really really didn't do that much. I mean, I mean, 10, it's 10, yeah, it's 10 damage for 200 gold. It's like, come on. Come um, on Mask of Madness has been changed to reflect that, losing 10 yep. damage. Of course. All right. On to the real stuff, the heroes. This is, uh, there's some crazy shit from what I saw. This is where she gets juicy. Yeah, this is where it gets real juicy. You ready? You saddled up? You ready for like oh, I'm, another I'm ready. two hours of talking about Dota? Yeah, dude, I'm down. All right, here we go. Heroes, Abaddon, ability rework. Who said that Abaddon was going to be really good in the next? Uh, I think it was Purge. Purge or something? Was it? Was that me? Was it you? I don't know. I think that was might have been Purge. Oh. Was that, was that, it was Big J. It was Big J. It was Big J. It was too good. James, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, Big J. J. Okay. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, anyway, he's pretty smart. So, Abaddon has an ability rework. Ace movement speed has been increased by 15 to two, uh, 325. 
That's um, so fast. That is insanely fast. Enchantress, and then you also have to consider that he's... 325, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she's, she's super fast. You have to also consider that, she, that this guy's slowing you on every hit, too. So, like, yep. him being faster is significantly better. Yep, base agility has been increased by 6. What the fuck? And, uh, yeah, the, the uh, base armor is unchanged, but this makes him so that he's going to just hit you more. Yep. And he's going to be faster, too. Yep. Misquell projectile speed has been reduced. A little bit. I mean, that's not a big deal. Uh, reworked Curse of Avernus. It is a passive still. It's like Monkey King Jingu now. Yeah, kind of. slows the target you attack by 10, 15, 25, and 20, 20 and 25% for four seconds. If a target hits four times, they become cursed for four seconds and are silenced and slowed by 30, 40, 50, 60% movement speed. And all allied heroes that attack the target will receive a 40, 60, 80, 100 attack speed bonus. What on earth? I mean, this is insane. Just, just like, just like, consider if you get some sort of attack speed items on this guy, and you just permanently silence somebody. Like four seconds, right? This hero has three twenty-five movement speed. This hero slows you for twenty-five percent, and all he needs to do is hit you four times, and you're silenced for four seconds. And if he already silenced you, that means he has four seconds to silence you for four seconds, which he will. So this guy can actually permanently fucking silence you <laughs> at level one. What the hell, dude? What are they like, thinking? This hero is insane. What are they thinking with this? I don't know. They're how, off. They're they're off the rockers. How, oh, by the way, how good is that? It's by the way, if you're silenced, he will hit you faster. So he will silence you again faster. Yeah. That's okay. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. You cannot. You cannot start to increment the hit counter when they are cursed. You can't. Okay, is different. that what it says? Oh okay. yeah, that's the, what the question mark says. Okay, I should have read the question mark. I mean, in, in any case, that's still, still four seconds of silence. I mean, that's it. That. Abaddon has never had a disable, really. He's never had a disable like this. Like this has always been his weakness. Yep. That that there's you can just pick some storm and the the hero is just going to destroy Abaddon. It, it, like you could get like some Atos or have some hero set up and all of a sudden boom, you're silencing the storm spirit. Like you actually have options now. Yep. That's huge. That's really really insane. Um and I mean that 25 talent too. Yeah, exactly. The 25 talent change from Curse of Avernus uh Bonus to 375 AoE Mist Coil. So if if you do run him as a support and you get to the late game, I mean that's a lot of healing. That you're... Yeah, um, especially because but... he gets he gets the uh, talent for bonus uh, to the Mist Coil heal. Yep, but it sounds like he's definitely an aggressive offlaner, like which he was before, but even better. Or four roll. Or yeah, or a four roll for sure. You can definitely just run around. Bully people out of lane. He could probably actually be a very strong five now that I think about it. Yeah, I think I think he can play in like whatever role he fucking wants and he's good. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Alright. Ancient apparition, ability to rework. Ice Vortex no longer has a self bonus, so you don't run faster through it. Yeah. Uh rework chilling touch. It is now a passive autocast attack modifier. Kind of like Tidebringer based on the cooldown. Like Jakiro's too. Yep. Grants you bonus attack range, causes your attack to deal heavy magic damage that slows movement speed for 50, 85, 120, 155, and 100% slow for 0.5 seconds, so like the Echo Saber, basically, the first hit. Um, attack yeah. range bonus, 60, 120, 180, 240, and mana cost is 30, 50, 70, 90. Uh, I, I, might, I might be... I sounds might be worse like, to me. Yeah, I might be overlooking something, but I was going to say, I think this sounds worse. It sounds like a, actually a pretty big nerf to Ancient Apparition. Because like the point is, he was really good at level 1, because you would put it on everybody, and you would kill people with the... Uh, with the chilling touch, but 
He was also really just, hard to catch because of Vortex, but now he doesn't get that bonus either. Yeah, it's, so. it's just like dog shit at level one. Like he just has a, what is it, 15 second cooldown for 50 damage? That's awful. Yeah. 50, 50 extra damage every 50, 15 seconds. What? Yeah, it sounds really terrible, actually. It's like you basically can only use it to try and proc the cold feet, but like you could do that anyway with Chilling Touch. So uh, I don't know why they nerfed him so much, but that seems like a really terrible, terrible change to the hero. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's 100% slow, but it's only for 0 0.5 seconds, so... Yeah. It's like you need three seconds to, to proc the cold feet, so... <laughs> Pretty useless. Yeah. Uh, on the non-useless side of things, Anti-Mage has been reworked. They no longer has a Scepter, and has been replaced uh, the Spell Shield ability with Counterspell, which passively grants you the Spell Shield ability, and can be activated to provide a uh, Agonims, a 4,200 gold item... For 1.4 seconds, which causes all spells that target you to be blocked and reflected onto the enemy. Um, cooldown. That's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Sounds very good. Sounds like they have increased the skill cap of this hero a little bit. Yeah. And um, finally, they've done that with the hero. Every hero they've reduced the skill cap, which they've done in this patch, by the way, with some heroes. But with this one, they've increased it. Yeah. So I mean, that's cool. It sounds very strong. I don't think it makes him like utterly broken, but it does sound like a very strong change makes him significantly better than he was i think he's going to be utterly broken for a couple of weeks while people people figure out that this hero has counterspell <laughs> right yeah people are going to be like hey let me go rupture him because that used to counter him he's just like yeah nah, you're ruptured dog now you have to like bait you have to bait the anti-mage to use the counterspell i i hope it kind of like a slark i hope it's like uh actually if this if, if this hero feels anything like a slark god he will be broken but i i uh i hope there's a good animation for it Otherwise, it'll be really hard to deal with this. Yeah, hero. if it's just an instant cast like Nyx's impale, uh, Spike Carapace, then it's going to be really Jesus insane. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it might be. I guess we can just look at it real at, quick. At least that's obvious. You know, at least you can see the, like people bait the Carapace out, right, and then use stuff afterwards. Like that's very, that's a very common play. But with an, with Anti Mage, like, you know, if it just puts some little bubble on him, you can't see it. Oh, it's just instant. It's just completely instant. Nice. Pretty, pretty insane. So many people are party queuing right now. Nobody wants to solo in this shit. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> Alright, so Arc Warden. Tempest Double Bounty has been increased from a fixed 180 golden experience to scaling. And talent at level 15 has been changed from 350 health to 300. I mean, that does not seem to address the fact that this is the most insane hero in the game right now. It's a straight, uh, straight nerf. Straight nerf, but it's not very much. It's not, but all these other heroes are getting reworked, so... It's true. Um, okay, Axe. How does this guy not getting changed very much? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's fair. Like, they're reworking every other hero, so... That's true. There's, there's probably going to be a lot of broken shit in this patch. Probably more broken than Axe currently is. Like, the thing is... What we, what we have to, like, realize is that for the past, like, five mini-patches, they've been nerfing stuff. That's true. So all, all of these, like, crazy buffs are even more crazy because you're just in a in a realm of, like, nerfed heroes. That's why Arc Warden's so good. All, all these other heroes are just terrible. Like, Terrorblade is way more terrible than he was at TI. But, yeah, and yet he's still broken, you know? That's true. Uh, anyway, so the nerf to Axe is that Berserker's Call gives you 10 less armor, um, which, I mean, is, is pretty significant, especially if we're thinking about what armor the formula is now. But it's still it's it's not really gonna feel any different when. Well, what the with what the with what the new formula is probably still gives you the same physical reduction that it used to. That's true. 
It's just that 40 would have been bullshit now. It would have been like 100% damage reduction, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Okay, so it really hasn't changed at all. Yeah, um, yeah, Axe is like the same. Okay, Bane, ability rework. Reworked and feeble as a debuff to the enemy unit, applying a 36, 44, 52, 60% negative stash resistance target, which causes debuffs to last longer and reducing enemies' attack speed by 40, 60, 80, 100. Last 8 seconds can be dispelled. Cast range is 1,000. Cooldown is 12, 10, 8, 6. Mana cost 70, 90, 110, Kind of seems insane. I mean, can't you just enfeeble somebody and then use grip and then it just lasts like 60% longer? Yeah, or I mean, if you have a hex, just basically one and a half times hex duration. It, it Why'd sounds they buff really Bane, strong. dog? Why'd they buff Bane? He's like the <laughs> first pick. Uh, they just made him less annoying in the laning stage, but I, he didn't even really go this. He just he went didn't brain even sap anyway. feeble. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Okay, so Bane has been buffed pretty significantly. Talent changes to reflect that. Um, yeah, basically, talents are just to reflect the the change to the feeble talent. Uh, Batrider, your boy, Flaming Lasso now does twenty, forty, and sixty damage per second. Uh, this is this is a big deal actually because it. It's amplified, obviously, by the uh, sticky napalm. Like this is one of the original things that they changed about this hero. Uh, they made it so that lasso doesn't do any damage, or you can't do extra damage during lasso. Like you used to be able to auto attack during the lasso. Yep. Uh, and and the reason that, that was so good wasn't because the auto attacks do anything. Like you don't hit hard at all on Batrider. It's because you could amplify the auto attacks by the sticky napalm. And right. this is like equivalent. You know, it's just any damage to be amplified by the sticky napalm is going to be broken on bat so this actually makes it so this hero does so much damage and i i think that bat rider was a good hero before the patch too i think people were just starting to figure him out uh and uh and now i mean there's this so he's definitely amazing yep thought you'd be happy about that um by the way so we have about an hour to get through these heroes because i have to do a podcast with breaky after that but I think we can do that. Big B? Yeah, with Big B. Okay. All right. Beastmaster, ability to rework. Call of the Wild's been reworked. It no longer summons a neutral creep. It now has two separate hotkeys for the boar and the hawk. Hawk is a global point target ability. Sends a permanently invisible, uncontrollable hawk to that location. So basically, it's like you throw a hawk. You throw a hawk somewhere, it just sits there and you can't move it. It's, Heroes wait way easier. It's a global warding tool, basically. Yeah, but the, I think the hawk has to run to there. Yeah. So it could like run through towers and shit. Yeah, but it could also run over Roche Pit if you wanted to send it somewhere like beyond. That's it. true. It's, That's it's true. like it's like a rocket rocket flare basically that stays there forever. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Rocket flare, uh, primal roar, self movement speed increased to forty percent from thirty percent. Secondary units push distance from three hundred to four fifty, so people go farther. Uh, push duration from zero point six to one point zero, which of course, if they're going farther, they would probably have to make that change. Primal roar, secondary unit slow duration now matches the primary target. Uh, so they get slowed for the stun duration, which is 3, 3.54 seconds instead of arbitrarily just like a little bit lower in the last patch. Uh, primary roar, second secondary unit, uh, slow increase from 50 to 60. So I think that's attack speed slow. Yep. Uh, okay, so basically primal roar just knocks people farther and slows them for longer. Like they change the, the if you're surrounded by the roar, like it does more to you. Yep. So And I, you can also BKB not get pushed by the the primal roar now like, yeah oh, right. now counters a lot of different stuff which is interesting. yeah and then the 25 talent which was dog shit before which is the two hawk summon is now 15 second re reduction on the hawk cooldown which is actually probably pretty good 
because yeah. then you technically have two hawks, and now they're uncontrollable, so you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about like constantly moving them and stuff and getting them killed. Like does, it's just, it was way too hard. Does beast support a thing now? Uh maybe. With it's the, hard. It's hard to say how the basically. It's hard to say how the lanes are are going, but he's definitely a good hero. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bloodseeker thirst has been changed from giving attack damage to now 30, 45, 60, 75 attack speed. Thirst movement speed has been increased uh, back to where it was, and Blood Rage incoming and outgoing damage has been reduced uh, fairly significantly from twenty five percent level one to ten percent, uh, scaling back up to what it was at level one, twenty five percent max. Blood Rage now does full amplification regardless of the distance. I didn't even know that it did less at longer distances. Uh, Blood Rite damage has been increased by 5 at level 1, scaling to be 275 at level 4, where it used to be 40. Rupture now deals 8% of current health as pure damage per 100 units moved. No longer is lethal, so you can run forever from Rupture. Uh, rupture duration from 12 to 8 and 12 scaling. Rupture cast range has been re reduced at level 1 and scales back to be a little bit farther than it used to be at 900. Rupture cooldown has been changed from 60 to now scaling from 70 down to 50 at level 3. And level 20 talent has changed from 18% rupture damage to 600 rupture cast range. Um, Let you handle this one. Yeah, I mean, these are interesting changes. I, I don't... I feel like they had nerfed Thirst to the point where the attack damage was kind of irrelevant anyway. Um, I actually kind of like the change to attack speed. It seems like it makes him, Bloodseeker, more of a like a, a brawly fighting hero. I mean, he already was, but the, the attack damage seemed like a very one-dimensional thing. I feel like now you just definitely go, you know, attack modifiers like Maelstrom and Basher and stuff like that. And if you're in the middle of a fight, you're like insanely high attack speed um the blood rage incoming and outgoing damage means that you're going to be a lot less squishy than you used to be it also means that you can't burst people quite as much but um i would overall say that the hero got buffed fairly significantly based on this changes i would say i i, I my opinion is like all of the changes are like they all uh what's the word cancel each other out like there's some nerfs and buffs but really the one that stands out to me as like a straight buff is this uh rupture now deals eight percent of current health per 100 units moved like i want to see how that comes into play how that damage actually works uh, i want to know if that's like as much damage as it was in the early game before and if it is then that means in the late game it's just going to be like an insane amount of damage yeah yeah so i I just, I just like to see how that plays out uh and if that if that's good then i think the hero's buffed and just really good yeah yeah that makes sense but all the other stuff seems like side grades, like side changes. You know, now yeah. instead of damage, it's attack speed. And doesn't take as much damage, but it doesn't do as much damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the hero is still going to function, essentially. It's the same hero. Yeah, I think um, so. Too. I think the Blood Rite buff is kind of nice because, although it does reflect not being able to Blood Rage yourself to do more damage with it. Exactly. It probably yeah, comes out to be exactly the same. Strange changes. Um, all right. Uh, Bounty Hunter. This one's kind of fun. He has uh, increased uh, strength gain and base strength, so he's going to be a lot tankier. Shadow Walk no longer deals damage, which, you know, wasn't a huge deal before anyway, other than for killing couriers. Uh, instead, it applies a movement slow uh, for four seconds, which is actually kind of insane because this is BH. This is a hero that wants to run around 
be annoying to people, so that, that's very annoying. Uh, Janata now causes your attacks to deal bonus damage, uh, and then steals gold from your enemies. <laughs> yep. All right. Quite a bit of gold. Like, every time you hit somebody at level 4 Janata, you're stealing a creep worth of gold, basically. Ah, that is so annoying. Why? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. uh, I've been I playing mean, I... quite a bit of Bounty Hunter recently, and I actually think this works out very well for him. Um, obviously, the strength bonus increase is nice, but in the 2 on 2 lanes, you can actually kind of just sit in lane for a little bit and get your levels, so you get to track earlier than you would otherwise roaming. Uh, being able to slow people now with Shadow Walk, they basically just gave... The damage from Shadow Walk to Janata and gave the Janata slow to Shadow Walk. So now you can just kind of do like two points in Shadow Walk like you would anyway, and then maybe get more points in Janata and get Shuriken as you would regularly. Uh, I, it just kind this of feels seems, like a straight buff to broken, me. Dude. This seems broken. Seems like a straight buff to me. Like, he just tracks without breaking invisibility. The gold radius is increased. Track also causes you to crit. Your movement speed is now given... Oh, okay, shit. I didn't even realize that. Track now causes you to crit? You crit, but plus the bonus damage from Janata. You're just stealing gold from people in the <laughs> fucking lanes. And you're just slowing people. And then the hero's like a thousand times more tanky. What the hell? Yeah. Dude, BH is insane. That sounds so good. God, I should have called for that hero to get buffed. It makes him seem kind of more like a hybrid. He's almost like a Ricky now, where he's like a hybrid kind of like carry four position, right? Because yeah. he does a lot of physical damage as well as being able to, you know, do invisible hero stuff. Jesus Christ. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, sentries have been buffed, but that's true. But it's like, you know, still. This hero, like, that was, like, six positive changes for him that are all ridiculous. Yep. All right. Brewmaster. Intelligence gain has been increased from 1.3 to 1.6. Base movement has been increased slightly. Thunderclap monocost has been reduced as you scale. Reworked Drunken Brawler. It's now a self-active ability. It lasts for five seconds. Grants you 50, 60, 70, 80% evasion, 80% chance to crit for 200, scaling up to 60%. Movement speed alternates. This is hilarious. Movement speed alternates between minus 20% and plus 40% while well, this is active. And the cooldown is 20, 19, 18, 17. So he's drunk. He's actually He's literally drunk. drunk. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So that's interesting. I don't know. I feel like it's probably worse. I mean, the thing is, like, the hero just jumps in and presses ulti anyway, so... Giving him more spells is probably good. Yeah, like, I, I think it's I think it's probably better just because like you, you didn't actually use the drunken brawler passive really, other yeah. than like in the laning phase. Yeah, unless you went for like the kind of hybrid right click build what Chessie and Lip do on the hero with like Echo Saber and stuff. But yeah, but they they do it with like a mid brew though. That's right. so uncommon. So maybe mid brew is more of a thing with this, perhaps. Um, replace maybe. drunken haze with Cinder Brew, which covers a four hundred. AOE with alcohol slowing them for 25% cause them to have a 20 to 35% chance to attack themselves <laughs> instead of a target. Last seven seconds, if the targets are hit by any fire-based spells, they take and up to 55% DPS. Or 55 DPS, I mean. Cooldown is 
20, scaling to 14. Monocow's 50, self-attack is not lethal. So they can't actually kill themselves. That's funny. Uh, following heroes I have fire element damage. Dragonite, Jakiro, Phoenix, Axe. Axe? Battlehunger is fire element? Yeah, Interesting. I guess so. I guess Doom, so. Ember Spirit, Brewmaster, Lena, Ogre, Batrider, Wraith King, Clinks, Invoker, Warlock, Underlord, and Huskar. This sounds like Brew Bat as a laning duo is like the most busted thing of all time. I, I'm going to have to see how this ability actually works. It, it's it's too much. <laughs> it's actually too much to, to deal with. Like Yeah, the self-attacking stuff. Like, what on it's earth? It's just so many weird mechanics in one spell. I, I, I just have to see how it works. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Bristleback. Viscous, viscous Nasal Goo armor reduction has been increased uh, just slightly at all levels. Broodmother, spider, Spiderling, Spiderite, Magic Resistance has been reduced by 10%, so you can clear them a little bit easier, but not that significant, would you say, or pretty significant? Nah, it's not that significant, but this hero needs a nurse, you know. She's like mid-cancer pick for so long. Yep, and still will be, because she hasn't really been changed. Uh, Centaur Warrunner ability... Uh, Strength gain has been reduced from 4.3 to 4, still very high. Hoof stomp damage has been reduced uh, fairly significantly at all levels. Yeah. Double edge damage has been changed. It scales with strength now. The scale with strength now, so it's less abusive in the early game, but probably better in the late game. I think it's probably the same in the early game, actually, because what's what's Centaur's base strength? Oh, good point. Uh, it's, it's, probably, it's probably, like, relatively close. 40% of his base strength, so it'll be, like, 160-something damage. It'll be, like, clo close. Yep, cast point has been reduced, which makes it a better skill. Straight up. Uh, return has been renamed to Retaliate, and Retaliate no longer has a strength component. However, Retaliate damage has been increased uh a, pretty a significantly yeah. yeah as it scales retaliate now gains charges each time you're attacked by an enemy hero or tower can be activated consuming the charges to give you a percentage base attack speed increase for 20 seconds max stacks of 10 provides a six up to 15 percent base damage increase per stack so he's like he's literally just a siege engine now you just run up you tank the tower you tank all the creeps and then you just beat the tower down in like two seconds you get 150 increase in your damage. That's what it sounds damage. like. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> yeah. Stampede cooldown has been increased uh, pretty significantly. Stampede mana cost has been increased. Cost. Yep. Uh, level that, 10. That's, that's, that's a much needed nerf because, like, right now, really, the reason that you pick this hero is because, like, he has two nukes, he has a stun, uh, and then Stampede. Like, that's that's why you pick this hero. It's... Yep. It's just such a it's such a well-rounded like Mario pick for the offlane. Like you, you're never upset if you have a centaur because he just does his spells just do too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, it still seems kind of the same, uh, just slightly worse. It's Ninety seconds though, like ninety seconds cooldown instead of sixty is pretty significant. That's true. Like the the fact that the fact that it's up every minute was like t total bullshit. You know, that like is you just true. can't fight. This guy just stampedes out. Like the thing is, what people realize that made centaur broken is that you can essentially take these fights that would otherwise be really shitty engagements for you because you can just take you can literally take the enemy team's bait kill the bait and then stampede out without taking like any having any repercussions True. of taking a bait like people fighting with yeah, that it's a lot more mind. punishing now right right 90 seconds now so yep okay and so his talents have been changed uh all of them have been changed really 10% magic resist, resist to 20% movement speed, return strength damage to 50% double-edged strength damage at 15 or 75, 75 damage to 30 base damage because now 
a lot of his stuff is based on his base damage. Uh, 20, 20 talent is 300 double edge damage to 50 retaliate damage. Chaos Knight ability rework. Chaos Strike passive cooldown ability lands a critical strike for a random amount between a minimum crit of 120% and a max crit of 250 as it scales. Um, has a <laughs> lifesteal on that hit and cooldown is this. So it's basically, I mean, it's like the same thing that it was, except it's less random now. Yeah, I mean, you, you just press it and or you just you just hit somebody. Yeah, it's like Brewmaster's Drunken Baller, where you have a guaranteed crit every X seconds, basically. Yeah, this is this is pretty sick. This is pretty sick, actually. Like CK lets you trade absolutely. very well. It lets you trade very well. And a problem with CK was that like you would build all these items and then go to the jungle and you'd try to hit creeps and then you'd just die to the creeps because you wouldn't life steal because you get unlucky. Yep. Uh, now, like if you're walking around with an armor lot on, you're guaranteed to like get life steal, so you can actually. That's true. You you can actually farm jungle now, which is really good. Uh, Reality Rift no longer reduces armor. That's a pretty big change. Um, it moves the target a fixed amount of distance. It maims the target, applying a 15 to 45% movement speed and a 30 to 90 attack speed slow for two seconds. The Reality Rift cooldown has been rescaled uh, to be a little bit longer early and slightly short at the end. Reality Rift cast range has been reduced early on. Chaos Bolt minimum damage has been rescaled to be less... Chaos Bolt, maximum damage has been rescaled to be slightly less also. The projectile speed has been reduced. Phantasm no longer has a chance to summon an extra illusion. It just strictly summons three, period. It does not scale like it used to. Illusion damage has been rescaled from 40 up to 100% at level 3, and illusion duration has been reduced from 42 to 30, <clears throat> 30 seconds. He seems really good, to be honest. Like, the <clears throat> fact that... The fact that he has two disables on this hero that, like, hits so hard. He has two disables in the laning phase. He has the reality rift, and then he has the stun. And now, he's going to guaranteed crit you whenever he uses the reality rift on you. Because you're not going to reality rift somebody if you've crit a creep recently, right? Like, right. you're going to time those things together. So it seems like this hero's way better at laning. Uh, and then, I mean, in the early game, let's see, his phantasm... 40%, 40%, 40%, so he's 120% extra damage for using that Phantasm at level 1, right. which, what was the percentage chance of a second illusion? I don't remember, but I think mathematically, that's probably... Maybe. Oh. So mathematically, he's probably going to be slightly worse off with that first level in Phantasm, uh, if it's 50%, but only slightly. And then the second level, I think slightly worse too. And then the final level uh, is also slightly worse, actually. Yeah, so he's uh, actually he can... worse in the late game, but better early on, sounds like. Right, right. Worse in the late game, uh, better early on. Although, technically speaking, you know, like, the, that crit in the late game is pretty insane because all the illusions are going to crit in the late game, too. Yeah, I mean, maybe Gu you just guaranteed. feel like Desolator on the sky or maybe something that's like that. why. Maybe that's why they changed the Phantasm so that it, it, it does less illusion damage and there's, no, there's less illusions because with this crit, like, you're just going... The way that you would kill people in the late game is you would just summon illusions. You'd get lucky with like a couple of crits on them, and you'd one hit somebody. Yeah. Now it's like it's guaranteed that you're going to get 120% damage on those illusions, and then up to 250%. So 120%. Yeah, this does more damage if you, if you're using the crits on all the illusions. This does more damage because they do 120%. I kept saying it's slightly less at all levels, but I wasn't considering that they're all they're all doing 120% extra damage on that first hit. So it's actually I, better. Yeah, I guess. I assume that they all do crit at the same time. Yeah, I imagine sense. so. 
they did before, so. True. Yeah, that shit's insane. All right, CK, very good hero. Chen, ability rework. Penitence, projectile speed has been reduced, no longer amplifies damage, now causes ally, all allied units to gain a lot of attack speed, basically like Winter Wyvern curse attack speed. Um, Test of Faith replaces divine, has been replaced with divine favor, uh, which targets allies providing a large amount of HP regen, amplifies all regen and heals on the target by 25%. So it's basically a spirit vessel on whoever you want. And, and gives them attack damage for gives some them reason. a large amount of attack damage as it scales up. Last 12 seconds cooldown is quite low. Uh, so basically Chen now has Winter Wyvern, uh, sort of. It's kind of. Slow people and all of your allies attack them faster. And he has like chilling touch basically that also heals you. That's... Holy persuasion now has a neutral creep level requirement. Four, what five, six, fuck? six. Minimum health increased. What does that even mean? Like they have to be that level? Or they have to be below that level. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I mean, I think like the neutral creeps have a level. Like the Ursas are high level, the Seder the yeah. Satyrs are high level. But I, I think that I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that means they have to be below I hope it's below that level. Otherwise Chen sucks. Well it's like Warcraft three, right? All the creeps had different levels. Remember yeah, they that? have yeah, they have levels. Like like they're just saying that Chen basically like in the early levels he can only get these shitty little creeps. Right. I don't think you can just go grab like four centaurs, for example. Um, but I think it's because they want him to use Test of Faith and Penitence together, or sorry, Divine Favor and Penitence as like sure. an aggressive, like harass hero instead of running around with creeps all the time. Um, I don't know. It still sounds pretty strong to me, like his abilities. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Clink's rework: replace Death Pact with Burning Army, which uses vector targeting <laughs> and spawns four, five, six fiery skeleton archers along a thirteen hundred. Uh, line, range line. Skeletons attack using searing <laughs> arrows, have your base damage, are immobile, take two hits to kill, so they're basically wards, like Shadow Shaman wards. They only attack enemy heroes like Witch Doctor's ward, but they're killable. Attack range matches your heroes. They spawn at 0.8 second intervals. Uh, what? <laughs> and their cast range is 800, cooldown is 110, mana cost is fairly oh, is high. This? Base attack time is reasonable. It's like a mini Monkey King ult, kind of. Vector. I'm vector very, targeted. Like, I'm like very curious to see if the Burning Army gets Searing Arrow multi shot. Because <laughs> if that's the case, then probably that, probably that is an unbelievable amount of damage. All right, so Jesus I'm just gonna Christ. do this real quick. Shit's so silly. Uh, okay, I need heroes to actually. bit and then go burning army oh weird so they spawn in a straight line along the vector and they do appear to multi-shot um, okay let me spawn some more enemies and if i strafe I, I don't know. This seems a very, very gimmicky ultimate. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say, but 
It gives Clink's team fight, but takes away his tankiness and ability to just melt towers. So yeah, uh, that's <laughs> seems like a hero that they're like, hey, let's do this. I'm the fact that he doesn't have death pact honestly probably makes him kind of shitty. Yeah, that's been the general consensus of everybody that I've talked to. Um, all right, let's try and go a little faster. Clockwork rocket flare projectile speed has been increased. I have to scrim in eight in eight minutes, by the way. So, oh jeez, okay. I don't think we're finishing this. Okay, power cogs, knockback distance been increased. Blah blah blah. Mana burn, basically just like slight buffs to clock across the board. All right. Well, thank you, Jenkins, for joining me briefly. I had to go play some scrims, so I'm just going to continue on doing as much as we. And here, and then he will also be putting out a shorter, more abbreviated version that wants can see just the biggest changes of the patch. But we'll go over the rest of them as quickly as we can here. CM, base damage increased by two. Frostbite no longer is an interrupt. Uh, it's a root as we covered before. The cast range has been increased slightly. Freezing Field no longer has a cast point, so you just immediately start doing it. Darksteer Surge Duration has been rescaled to be six at all levels. The cooldown has been rescaled longer early, scaling back to where it used to be. Surge now caused target to be unslowable. So once you cast Surge, it's basically like you're hasted. Um, surge speed has been changed from 550 to be a percentage up to 90% speed increase. Surge now causes the target to ignore movement speed limit. Surge now causes the target to ignore collision. So basically phases you as well. Wall of Replica now uses vector targeting to cast. Cast point has been reduced. The cast range has been increased. Wall of Replica now slows heroes touching the wall continuously instead of just the one slow. So it's actually keeps people in it, seems like. And the debuff lingers. It's actually very, very strong. Seems much stronger. These seems like just straight buffs to Darkseer across the board, uh, making this hero a lot better. And with the Nye mechanic being no longer what it was, I think the Darkseer is actually a very strong hero now. Because the main reason that we weren't seeing Darkseer is that the Nye mechanic made it so you basically couldn't just like Ion Shell Creep Waves and run away. Um, you might lose some gold, but you're going to get your experience now with Ion Shell. Dazzle, ability rework. Poison Touch Monocost has been increased. Poison, touch, poison touch debuff now stacks, and Weave has been replaced with Bad Juju. Passive ability, which is the ultimate, grants you a 30, 40, 50% cooldown reduction. That is unbelievably huge. 50% cooldown reduction, if you remember, is what Drow's cooldown reduction talent is at level 25, which makes it so all the lanes push forever it makes that hero insanely strong makes hex shadow blade and stuff like that basically up 100 percent of the time so dazzle gets this at level 18 with level 3 bad juju anytime you cast a spell all enemies within a 1200 aoe around you lose 2 2.25 or 2.5 armor for 10 seconds and the debuff stack refresh and refresh duration does not affect roshan shadow wave cooldown has been increased slightly uh the talent have been changed to reflect the bad juju and then poison touch slow instead of shadow wave cooldown because that would just be too broken if you could just shadow wave constantly in armor uh, movement speed increase on death profit by five spirit siphon now drains four six eight and ten percent speed instead of slowing but drains speed like uh visages grave chill basically uh disruptor thunderstrike damage has been increased at all levels, Doom base attack range has been increased slightly. Devour no longer has a restriction on consuming while another unit is being consumed, so you can devour over and over and over. Looks like you can even stack. 
this HP regen, which Devour now gives you HP regen per second while a creep is being consumed. Now it takes a constant 80 seconds to consume a creep and can now be toggled off and on to not steal the creep ability. If it autocast is on, it'll steal, otherwise it won't. Um, Scorched Earth no longer heals. Scorched Earth cooldown has been reduced from 55 to scaling down. Scorched Earth damage been increased at all levels. Talent change from Scorched Earth damage to 20 and Scorched Earth damage and heal to 20 Scorched Earth damage, period. Uh, this seems like you just max Devour now, and especially if you can stack up multiple creeps, you can have an insane amount of HP regen. Uh, that's really cool. This hero seems like just generally slightly buffed. Obviously, quality of life change for Devour, very nice. You can Devour whoever you want now, instead of having to like pick creeps. Dragon Knight, Elder Dragon Form, Splash Attack, now does 75% damage to 300 AoE. Or it used to do more damage based on how far away, or less damage based on how far away they were and more closer. But now it's a consistent 75 for the entire AoE. And no longer does partial damage if the attack misses. Just weird kind of inconsistency changes there. Draw Ranger, Ability Rework. Vision Aura now provides attack speed based on 20, 36, 52, and 68% of your agility. Rather than damage based on agility. Reworked Marksmanship now provides a 20, 30, or 40% chance to land a piercing attack that cannot be evaded and strikes through enemies' defenses, ignoring their armor entirely. Instantly kills creeps, gets disabled if any enemy heroes within 400 range of you. So, this is what Drow used to be in Dota 1, where you had an auto attack that would instantly kill creeps, which allowed you to jungle on this hero very well. Uh, but the attack speed from Precision Aura instead of damage means that this hero is way, way worse as far as just like what she does, I feel like. I don't know. I guess it's going to make your catapults attack faster, which is quite good. I'll have to see. I feel like I feel like this hero is definitely worse, but could just be that the playstyle is now way different. Talent changed from 20 marksmanship agility to 25 evasion, and 25 talent changed from 20 precision or damage to 25% precision or attack speed. Yeah, so this hero used to just get a massive uh, damage and attack speed boost every time she took marksmanship and made her team way stronger. Now it seems to be more of like a, I mean, you kind of statically make everybody slightly stronger. Um, your ranged heroes anyway. But it's not quite as big of a spike and obviously less damage, but you're doing more attacks. So over the course of the game, it probably ends up being not as big of a deal as I think it is right off the bat. But this marksmanship change means that this hero is probably way worse because the, the damage bonus that you got was such a big deal and the attack speed. Although you do get attack speed from your precision aura, but you really have to get items now to do stuff as drow, whereas before you could just get your ult and then be very useful to your team and also be able to do a bunch of damage yourself, which is no longer the case. So probably this hero is worse. Earthshaker, Fissure cooldown has been increased at all levels. Earth Spirit strength gain has been increased 
to 3.8 from 3.5. Rolling boulder change from 80% slow to a stun, a very short stun, but a stun nonetheless. And the stun duration lasts an extra, basically doubles when you use a rock. So if you're going faster when you use the rock, it also stuns for longer. Boulder smash has changed from a stun to a slow and boulder smash damage has been increased. Okay, so interesting. They just changed the stun and the slow, made boulder smash more of a nuke. Stone remnant max charge has been increased from six to seven. Magnetized AOE has been increased. And the talent at 25 has been changed to reflect the changes in abilities. Elder Titan. Astral Spirit damage has been reduced from 60, 90, 120, 150 to 50. And Astral Spirit return speed has been increased. Astral Spirit attack damage per hero has been increased. Astral Spirit now provides armor per hero and per creep hit. And Astral Spirit movement speed has been increased. Astral Spirit movement speed cap has been increased. Astral Spirit bonus damage duration has been increased. So basically, this hero is really just all about getting as many creeps as you can and then running up and punching people in the face. Um, the damage from the Spirit is pretty negligible when you consider how much everything else has been buffed about the ability. Ember Spirit, Fire Remnant now does damage along the way at half radius instead of only at the destination. What? So it just gives him more damage overall. Because he does still explode, but he also does half of the damage that he would be exploding on as he goes across the Remnant. Interesting. Okay, base movement speed on Enigma has been reduced by 10. Faceless Void ability rework. Time lock now causes Faceless Void to land a free second attack while the attack is locked in place. Deals bonus damage, 30, 40, 50, 60 damage, and bashes for 0.75 seconds. What does that even mean? Oops. Void. You can see there, he just gets a secondary, a secondary attack. Interesting. So I wonder if that increases his damage overall. It probably, yeah, it probably does. Seems, seems very strong. Being able to do double damage basically gives you a 200% damage crit every time that you bash. All right, Grimstruck has been added to Captain's Mode. Rip competitive scene. Soulbind now applies a leashed state to the targets, disallowing teleportation and mobility based abilities. Soulbind duration has been reduced. Phantom's Embrace creature now gets closer to the target before latching on, so you don't get silenced. As early, it sounds like. Inkswell now does a maximum impact damage on the duration it hit any hero rather than amount of DPS dealt to all heroes. 
combined. So if you've been hit less by Inkswell, you don't take the full stun. Sounds like me. Inkswell max duration has been reduced. Level 20 talent has changed from two insta-kill phantom to one. The nerfs to, to Grimstroke, as far as this, Soulbind, maybe a slight buff for the leash state, maybe, but also the reduction or the duration has been reduced. So probably just nerfs to Grimstroke in general. Huskar, ability rework. Berserker's Blood no longer gives magic resistance. Now provides health regen up to 20, 40, 60, 80% of strength based on missing health. Berserker's Blood now ramps up faster when lower health. So you actually get more regen. You basically took Inner Vitality and put it on Berserker's Blood. Place Inner Vitality with Inner Fire in a Fiery Rage. Knock all enemies within 500 range away from you, dealing 100 up to 265 damage, disarming them for 1 up to 4 seconds. Enemies are knocked back to 550 range away, and the duration takes 0.6 seconds to do so. The cooldown is 8, scaling down to 12 seconds. The mana cost is 75 up to 150. Um, talents have been changed in Huskar slightly. The numbers, uh, just straight buffs to Huskar, honestly. They took one of his abilities and added it to another one. We saw this happen with Necrophos. When Necrophos had Sadist added to Death Pulse, it made the hero super strong. I'm sure that this just, made, this just makes Huskar super, super strong. He doesn't have the magic resistance, but they'd already nerfed the magic resistance so much to the point where it didn't really matter that much. He buys a BKB anyway, and he's going to be basically unkillable when he's low because he's going to have so much HP regen. You're just going to get like a satanic, uh, you know, any other strength item, and you're not going to be able to kill this hero. Uh, so yeah, buffs to Huskar for sure. Io, Spirits, also this ability, 4 second disarm to an AoE is ridiculous. Io, Spirits, cool, and it's also going to allow him to farm too. It's going to give him some wave clear, which he's never had before. Io, Spirits, cooldown increased. Jakiro, macro power damage now lingers on the affected units for 2 seconds. So when you walk out, you still take damage. You can't just immediately, uh, you know, heal yourself up. Juggernaut, agility has been increased by 10. Base damage has been unchanged somehow. Um, I guess they lowered his. That's just a lot more attack speed armor. Changed how Omni Slash does the strikes from just physical damage nukes with the occasional invisible attack based on attack speed to full real attacks that can proc crit in your items. Last for 3 up to 3.5 seconds. Attacks for 1.8 your attack speed provides 30 45 to 60 damage scepter increases all that a little bit reduces cooldown as before omni slash no longer constantly issues self-interrupting self-interrupts during attacks so you can still do stuff in, after and in between omni slash no longer instantly kills creeps and the five Omni Slash Strikes is now one second Omni Slash duration at level 25. Keeper of the Light. Remove Monolink in spirit form. Recall has been moved to Chen. What? Illuminate cooldown has been increased from 10 to 11. Chakra Magic restores 80 up to 320 mana, removes up to six seconds off of basic abilities currently on cooldown 
and has a cooldown itself of 20 down to 14 seconds. Reworked Blinding Light into a basic ability, so it's no longer part of your ultimate. Spirit form doesn't exist. And causes everyone in a 600 AoE to be blinded, missing 70% of their attacks for 3 up to 6 seconds, knocks targets back 350 units, deals 50 up to 200 damage, cooldown 30, 25, 20, 15, they added a new ultimate, Will-O-Wisp. Spawns an attackable light entity called Ignis Fatus, which is from Dota 1. This is what it used to be. It was a wisp that you could teleport globally and then would summon units. It was like a... It was a unit that could like side push lanes while your keeper was doing something else. The light flickers on for 1.3 seconds and off for 1.75 seconds. Enemies within a 650 radius are hypnotized and forced to look at it whenever it's emitting light. Unable to act. The light entity can be killed with 4, 5, 6 attacks. Otherwise, it will flicker 3, 4, 5 times before going away. Cooldown 120, cast range 90, mana cost 200, 300, 400. Dormant for 1 second before the first flicker happens. Scepter now just causes your illuminate to heal during the day. And turns your hero into spirit form visually, but doesn't actually give you spirit form permanently. Um, okay, so I guess we have to look at what this looks like. That seems very annoying. <laughs> oh my god, that seems annoying. Okay, let's try and go attack it. It cancels. Ah, oh, that is... That was a very annoying ability. Kind of like Zeus's Nimbus, though, or Phoenix Egg. It's countered by, you know, stuff like Lina, whatever, who can outrange it. Sniper, for example. But definitely a very, very annoying team fight ability to deal with. I am curious whether when they're slept they can still take damage or be woken up. Legion Commander, winning a duel automatically casts press the attack on you. Cool. Urges you and gives you HP regen and attack speed coming out of a duel. Lich, ability rework. Intelligence increased from 16 plus 3.3 to 20, plus 3.6. Frost Nova Monocost has been reduced. Replace Sacrifice with Sinister Gaze, which is a channeling single target ability that causes the enemy to slowly walk towards you, lasts up to 2.5 seconds. Cast range is 500 up to 575. Monocost is 120 to 150, cooldown 30. Replaced Ice Armor with Frost Shield, which is basically Ice Armor, but also does return damage to anybody in an AoE and the slow applied that way. Um, okay. No sacrifice means that this hero is going to run out of mana very, very quickly, I feel like. And a Sinister Gaze seems like a pretty terrible ability. Like, 
have to channel something that's very short cast range. Doesn't really do anything. I don't know. That does not does not seem like a very useful skill. And totally messes with how this hero functions. I don't know. We'll see. Play it a little bit. Lifestealer Feast has been changed from 4.5 up to 7.5% Corrodent Health to 1.75 up to 4% of max health. So more damage. Sustained damage. Because it doesn't do less damage as somebody low, it does the same amount of damage the entire time. A little bit less early on when you're attacking, but if somebody's low, you're doing same amount that you would be if you attack them at full health. That's interesting. Lion, monitoring slow has been increased yet again. 20% level one to scale up to 32. Finger of death now gets stronger with each kill. Gains 50 damage per hero kill. The enemy dies within three seconds of being hit by the ability. The bonus is still granted. So you basically have flesh heap stacks to your finger of death, which allows you to scale it up throughout the course of a game. Wow, that is very interesting. Okay. Lone Druid. Ability rework. Base movement speed has been increased from 320 to 340. That is unbelievably fast. He's probably the fastest hero in the game, actually. Spirit Bear movement speed increased from 323 up to 350. Uh, to 340 up to 370. Spirit Bear attack backswing time has been reduced. Attack damage has been increased. So buffs to Lone Druid. Across the board, Spirit Baron now has a level one ability called Defender, which passively causes 30% of the damage Lundra takes to be instead dealt to the bear if you are within the leash range. Interesting. Place Rabid with Spirit Link. Grants both you and the attack, you and the bear, 30 up to 90 attack speed, causes 40 up to 70% of the damage you deal to restore life to your Spirit Bear and the damage your spirit bear deals to restore life to you. Okay, so you lifesteal for each other, but you don't actually get the lifesteal from your own attacks. Duration 10 seconds, cooldown. 42, scaling down to 18. Cool. Luna, That's, I mean, this sounds very strong. Luna, Lunar Blessing now provides 8 up to 26 primary attribute bonus damage. Bonus as the aura bonus rather than bonus damage. Whoa. So if there's a strength hero next to you, you get 26 extra strength. Sounds pretty insane. Is that correct? Yep, 26 strength. Look how much HP increase that is. Doubles his HP pool at level 1. 
What on earth? That is insane. Early pushing Luna is ridiculous. Lycan, ability rework. Reworked Howl now grants a 21 to 60 attack speed bonus, 3 to 6 armor, and 4 to 10 HP region to all player controlled units on the map. Last 9 seconds. Cooldown 50 down to 35, mana cost 25 to 40. Seems just better. Doesn't give you the, the raw HP, but it gives you HP regen, armor, and attack speed. Seems better to me. Okay, Magnus ability rework. Cure cooldown has been reduced, and Shockwave releases a wave toward target point, pulls units toward it slightly, deals 75 to 300 damage, slows enemies for 60% for 0.75 seconds, the width, 200, distance, 1,200. Okay, so it's like a mini Earth Splitter, basically. That sounds cool. Stone Gaze on Medusa no longer grants enemies 100% magic resistance. Stone Gaze no longer instantly kills illusions. Mystic Snake no longer changes damage type against Stone Gazed enemies. A slight buffs to Medusa. Meepo, Ability Rework. Base movement speed has been increased from 310 to 320. Geostrike is now called Ransack, and each attack steals 8 up to 20% health from your enemy, enemy heroes, and 4 up to 10 from creeps, and heals all Meepos by the same amount. Clones now only drain 50% of the normal EXP from the area. Okay, so he doesn't ramp up nearly as fast, but he also heals himself just by attacking anything. But 50% slower in terms of using clones to farm to get EXP boost. Not sure how that's going to work out. Marana Leap now causes... The direction Marana is facing to point towards the leap direction. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> if you're jumping some direction, you should be facing it. Monkey King Mischief will now always transform into a courier when nearby another courier. Mischief now grants you 0.3 seconds of invulnerability when it's transforming into another unit. And the cooldown has been increased from 3 to 20. So you can literally dodge stuff by using Mischief. What the hell? On a 20-second cooldown, you basically can dodge stuff like it's a Bane Sleep. That's so good. Just a free extra ability for Monkey King that allows you to basically Manta dodge stuff. That is so good. Morphling Waveform cooldown has been increased. Naga Siren been reworked mirror image duration has been reduced cooldown has been reduced monocost has been rescaled damage incoming has been reduced riptide has been reworked now as a passive attack chance ability it gives it a chance that your attack will trigger a riptide that does aoe damage and reduces armor illusions can proc this 17 percent 
chance duration four so basically every time you attack you have a chance to cast riptide same ability that you had before Nature's Prophet. Treant's experience bounty has been reduced from 30 to 20. Old bounty has been reduced from 21 to 16. Necrophos base attack range has been reduced from 550 to 500. Heartstopper Aura now provides kill unit, the unit kill regeneration instead of death pulse. Okay, so they made death pulse way worse than it used to be. You now have to get Heartstopper Aura to get the reach from the lane. Uh, very needed nerfs to Necrophos. Nightstalker, Ability Rework. Crippling Fear is now an activated 375 range aura that silences all enemies when they are nearby. Aura lasts 5 up to 8 seconds, 3 during the day. No longer has a mischance. Cooldown is 30 down to 15. Monocost 50. Can't be dispelled by Manta because it's an aura. Hunter in the Night is no longer, no longer has the ability to make you fly. Boo. I love that part about it. Replace darkness with dark ascension. Causes you to transform into a stronger flying creature that has a 50 up to 100 bonus damage and 90 unobst 900 unobstructed vision. Lasts for 30 seconds. Daytime is turned to night during this. Cooldown 160 down to 20. Monocost 125 up to 225. Okay. Damn, so you're just a flying hero. You have movement attacks me from this, and you do an insane. What the hell? Feels very strong. Very long cooldown, but does feel very, very strong. Especially because this is an aura. Crazy, man. Damn. You night stalkers, interesting. Alright. Lots of changes. Nyx Assassin. Vendetta now applies a break debuff on the target for four seconds. Wow. Great buff to Nyx. That is very good. Very good against a lot of heroes. Ogre Magi. Multicast now affects targeted offensive items. Will cause the item to cast again a different random enemy. Multicast no longer provides passive improvements in the base abilities. Night cast range has been increased. Or to scale to increase. And it launches two projectiles as a base. Uh, one at the primary target and one at the closest unit to that. Fire Blast cooldown has been rescaled. Scaled down. Basically to reflect that it's no longer part of multicast. Bloodlust cooldown has been reduced as well. Good. Good. Uh, Omni Knight. 
Purification can now be cast on spell immune units. Replace Repel with Heavenly Grace. Targets an allied unit and applies a strong dispel, then increases status resistance by 50 up to 80% and health regeneration by 8 up to 20 for 8 seconds. So no longer gives you magic immunity, undispel magic immunity. But it's a strong dispel and it gives you status resistance. So I like that a lot more. It's probably better, to be honest, because of the Dispel. Being able to get rid of Hex and stuff like that. Guardian Angel AoE has been increased to double. Guardian Angel cooldown has been reduced. Buff, I would say buffs to Omni Knight. Even though he loses the ability to make something magic immune. Say it's still overall buffs to the hero. Oracle Fortune's end damage has been increased. Outworld Devourer ability reworked. Arcane Orb now splashes its bonus damage around the target. No longer does bonus damage to illusions. Replaced Essence Aura with Equilibrium, which is a self buff. Causes all spell damage you deal to restore 60 up to 120% of the damage back as mana and slow enemies for 8 to 32% for 1.575 seconds. Last seven seconds, 50 mana cost. So good. And it's a splash damage. This feels very strong. You no longer get screwed by not having Essence Aura proc. You just always get the mana back when you're using Arcane Orb. That seems like very, very strong changes to OD. You can also just wave clear with his arcane orb while stealing mana back from it. Uh, I feel about that. Angelier replaced heart piercer with lucky shot, which gains a twenty percent chance to apply a debuff for two up to five seconds, kind of like heart stopper. That slows the target by forty percent and causes the target to either be silenced or disarmed. Multiple instances of this debuff can stack. Very strange. Randomly chooses whether they're silenced or disarmed. Super weird. Phantom Assassin. Phantom Strike cooldown has been rescaled to be lower early. Uh, Phantom Strike cast point has been reduced. The attack speed has been rescaled to be a little bit lower early, scaling up to be better later. No longer has an attack limit. Uh, the bonus lasts for 2.5 seconds. Monocross has been rescaled to be lower, scaling back to 50. Phantom Strike attack speed bonus no longer depends on attacking a specific target. These, you can change targets. You still have the attack speed bonus. And Blur's non-evasion passive component has been changed into an active. So you still get the evasion, but you can also activate it, which causes enemies to be unable to see you like smoke until you're within 600 units of an enemy hero or building. Does not dispel when attacking. Lingers around for 0.75 seconds before going away after being near an enemy hero last 25 seconds. Just gives her a free Shadow Blade that cannot be detected. What? How good is that? It's a pretty long cooldown, but that is unbelievable. 
That is so good. All right, Phantom Lancer. Phantom Lance Slow has been reduced from 10%, 20, 30, 40% to 10, 18, 26, 34. Juxtaposed incoming damage has been increased from 600 to 650, making illusions less tanky. They haven't really changed anything else. I guess it's just their way of saying that the only reason PL was so strong is that everybody else sucked. Because uh, you would expect a hero that's being picked in like 100% of pro games pretty much to get more nerfs than this, but they're making everybody else stronger, so not that surprising actually based on how all of the other heroes have been patched. Phoenix Icarus Dive Slow has been rescaled. This makes a lot of sense. 28% for one point, and it is really, really, really strong. Uh, 19 still decent, but 28 was just too much. Fuck, Dream Coil now applies a leashed state to targets, disallowing teleportation and mobility-based abilities. So you will no longer see somebody teleporting out of Dream Coil and snapping it and dying in Fountain, which is a little sad, but uh, it also means that they have to basically just stay there in the Dream Coil, allowing your team to beat on them, or you to beat on them if you go for the Dream Coil Rapid Fire. All right, uh, 15 talent, attack damage, 90 damage at level 15. That is very strong. 15% spell amp, huge buffs for Puck. Um, I think that this hero, well, maybe not totally back. I mean, these are very, very strong talents. I think with some of the new items, like the uh, the buffs, and buffs to like Kaya and, and stuff like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably see some Puck being played. It's a very classic hero. Pudge, Flesh Heap no longer gives magic resistance. Flesh Heap now grants 3 up to 12 HP regen. Dismember's strength-based damage has been increased. Do more damage later on with Dismember in almost 90% of your strength um, in the late game if gotten a lot of Flesh Heap stacks could be an incredible amount of damage coming out from Pudge. Uh, the magic resistance is definitely going to hurt his early game. You're going to have to make sure you get that hood. Otherwise, you're going to struggle to survive your own rot. Middle of the fights. Queen of Pain, Sonic Wave now knocks units back 350 units over 1.4 seconds. So if you're in the Sonic Wave, you're, you're being pushed back like a Kunkka boat, like uh, Drow Ranger Silence, while you're taking the damage. 1.4 seconds is a fairly long disable, actually. But it doesn't stun. So it sounds like you could force staff out of it or something like that. Razor. Unstable current no longer slows or purges a random enemy every unit 5 seconds. Good. that was <laughs> really annoying to to uh to farm with unstable current now deals 60 up to 120 damage to every unit within a 500 aoe every six six scaling down to three seconds so instead of a random unit it does damage to everybody around you so you're gonna just be pushing the lane constantly if you level this up during the laning stage plasma field now plays a slow on units it hits mac uh, minimum 5%, maximum 40% as you level it up for 1.5 seconds. Slow instances stack. It hits people twice. It can slow for 80% at max level. That's really, really incredibly good. Uh, synergizes very, very well with his whole kit. I actually like these changes to Razor a lot. Uh, unstable current damage. So, man, 320 damage. It's like a Pulse Nova, basically, around you. 500 AoE is nothing to scoff at. Not huge, but pretty large. Blink Strike for Ricky. Ricky, Blink Strike cooldown has been rescaled to be even shorter at the earlier levels, and damage has been rescaled to be lower, slightly scaling up to be a little bit higher, 120 at max levels. Rubik, Ability Rework. Base damage increased by 3, Agility increased from 14, 
plus 1.6 to 19 plus 0.21. Intelligence gain increased from 2.4 to 2.7. Replaced Null Field with Arcane Supremacy. The new passive, Rubik gains 14 up to 26%. Spell Amplification causes all debuffs you apply to the enemy to last 20 up to 44% longer. Longer Fable, longer stun from your lift, and of course, all of the plethora of other spells that he can steal. Uh, this is a very strong skill, and it's interesting that they took away his Null Field. I guess there's a lot of magic resistance items out there anyway, and most people are basically just using Null Field offensively anyway. So they just took it away and made him have something that's even better, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. You can't be defensive Rubik, but nobody was anyway, so seems like just a straight buff to the hero. Spell steal ability cast points now have a minimum of 0.15 instead of zero, so no longer will you have completely instant fissure. Probably good. A little silly that you could just take somebody else's ability and have it be way better. So I'm I'm down with that, especially based on how good Arcane Supremacy sounds. Talents have been changed slightly. Sand King Sandstorm is no longer a channeled ability. Sandstorm and the visibility immediately ends once you leave the area. Attacking or casting temporarily reveals you for 0.7 seconds. Sandstorm AoE changed from... Interesting. Okay. So you put down a sandstorm, basically, and then you can be in it and be invisible. It's like a web, basically, that does damage. But then it disappears when you leave that area, so you get pushed out of it. Uh, or if you happen to leave... Interesting. Okay. Epicenter AoE growth now always increases by 50 per pulse, so it gets bigger uh, by a standard amount as opposed to being different levels. Cool. And storm duration also scales. And cooldown is also rescaled. Damage also rescaled. Shadow Demon, ability rework. Reworked Soul Catcher. Now targets a 175 up to 250 AoE area, causes all enemy units in the area to lose 25 up to 40% of their current health and gain half of it back after 10 seconds. Cooldown is 26 to 20. Cast range 700, mana cost 110. Spelling this gains your health back as well. Okay. I don't know if it gets you your whole, it's probably just your the half that you'd get anyway. So basically it's a percentage-based nuke that if you then burst people afterwards could just be an incredibly strong nuke against really tanky heroes, but you have to kill them quickly. Disruption Illusion's health is now determined at the start of the cast. So, okay, so you put it on, if you disrupt somebody, the illusions that come out have the health at the very beginning of the cast as opposed to they used to come out with the health after, uh, I feel like that makes much of sense or difference. Disruption duration increased by 0.25 seconds. Shadow Fiend, base armor increased by one. Shadow Shaman, Mass Serpent Wards now spawn in a circle. A slightly bigger empty spot in the middle to make ward trapping easier. Mass Serpent Wards now has an AoE spawn indicator. Okay. Skyrath Mage, concussive shot now has to creep if there are no nearby enemy units. So 75% damage. 
Okay, so you'll just you won't have like the the fizzle cast where it just doesn't do anything. At least you'll get something out of it, but it will target heroes. It sounds like to priority. Slardar ability rework base armor increased by one. Rework bash of the deep passive. Every fourth attack your hero does on any target applies a bash. So you can actually prime this by attacking stuff three times and then go in for a bash. And it does one up to 1.3 second stun and 75 to 25 physical damage. So you will no longer be able to bash people multiple times in a row unless you have super fast attack speed. But you can also make sure that you have basically two disables. You bash somebody, then you crush them, or you crush somebody and then bash. Gives you more stun duration, which is actually pretty strong. Slithering crush stun duration reduced from 1.25 up to two, 1.25 up to two, but one second. Attack and movement speed slow, duration increased from two to three scaling to six, and slow amount increased from 20 to 20 scaling to 35. The damage has been increased. So the stun is very, very short, but that's because you can also stun people with your Bash of the Deep, if you're, which I assume they are intending for you to prime it since you know it's every fourth attack. Uh, a little 15 talent change slightly, 25 talent change slightly. Or, I mean, change from bash chance to slithering crush stun duration. Puts it about where it used to be. Slark turn rate improved from 0.6 to 0.7. Pounce now applies leash state, which means you can't teleport. However, it can be broken with force staff, which is something new. Shadow Dance duration has been rescaled from 4 to or scaling up to five. Uh, a hero dying with essence shift debuff on them causes Slark to permanently steal one agility. Okay, so he's now officially Pudge. But the Agi version, Silencer, same thing. Sniper take aim can now be activated to double your attack range for your next attack. Goes on cooldown after the attack is used. Interesting. Double assassinate people? I don't know. Seems like a very strange change. But I guess probably useful for that like last hit if you need one more hit. Spear Breaker. Ability rework. Nether Strike can no longer be cast while rooted. Root change. Charge of Darkness no longer moves at a fixed speed. It now unlocks the movement speed cap and adds 300 up to 375 movement speed. Previously, it fixed your speed at 600 up to 750, so you can actually go above that if you have a bunch of items, which actually synergizes very well with Greater Bash since it does damage based on your movement speed. Fixed Charge of Darkness, not using movement speed for the impact damage. It does, apparently. Greater Bash no longer gives you movement speed. Uh, damage is reduced. Replaced Empowering Haste with Bulldoze. New ability upon activation grants your hero plus 12 up to 30% extra movement speed and a 30 up to 60% status resistance for 8 seconds. Cooldown 22, mana cost 25, scaling to 40. Does not interrupt Charge of Darkness. So as you're charging, you can activate Bulldoze, which gives you even more movement speed. You'll bash people with greater bashes as you run through them. And if you are stunned during this duration, you will take... Much less stun duration. Bash resist. Greater bash talent has been reduced from 30% to 15, and talent change at 20 from 40 charge speed to 7 seconds. 
bulldoze cooldown reduction. Sven, ability rework, rework war cry, now grants you or nearby, nearby allied units heroes. Nearby allied heroes, bonus movement speed and HP shield that blocks attack damage based on the shield's health. Damage block calculated post armor reduction. So armor reduction first. Uh, last 10 seconds, buff ends if the shield is consumed. Movement speed 8 scaling to 20%. Act shield health 100 up to 400 health. Um, so it's kind of like a crimson guard basically that also gives you movement speed but you health skill so probably want to be leveling this up quite a bit to get the most value out of it 700 mana cost 40. techies base movement speed increased from 7 or 270 to 315 so he's actually quite fast now base intelligence increased to two, so two damage extra man well Templar Assassin, level 20 talent change from Refraction to Spells to Meld to Spells, and 25 talent change from Psyblades. Bill paralyzes to 1.5 second Meld Hit Bash. Okay, so buffs to Meld on okay. Terrorblade, Sunder can no longer pierce spell immunity. So, buy BKB if you want to jump on Terrorblade. Level 20 talent reduced from 10 second Reflection cooldown to minus 8. So... Nerf to that. Basically, just nerfs the Terrorblade. Alright, uh, Tidehunter. Anchor Smash now attacks every unit in the area with a bonus 45 up to 180 damage on top of your attack. Ravage damage has been increased from 200. Scaling to 380 to 200, scaling to 400, and level 10 talent increased plus 80 gush damage to plus 110. So interesting. Doesn't say. Does it still give you the reduction on top of that? It does okay. Does so bonus damage? Okay, still does the damage reduction. Timbersaw. Chakram projectile damage no longer ignores Ancient. You can farm Ancient Chakram. Whirling Death is now always pure. Damage from Whirling Death has been changed. Reflect that to be slightly less because otherwise good. Whirling Death stat reduction scaled from 15% 12 scaling to 15%. Whirling Death now does 10 up to 22 extra damage per tree cut down. So if you use this in the middle of a bunch of trees, you do a bunch of extra new damage. 25 talent increase from plus 8% death to plus 12. Tiny ability rework. Tree grab area damage no longer works when denying units. Thank you so much for that. Tree cooldown. Tree grab cooldown increased. And the early levels grow, no longer provides status resistance. Gives armor increase uh, from 5 to 15, all the way up to 7 to 25. 25 extra armor with grow at level 3. Rework how avalanche works. The units in the area are now continuously hit by short mini stuns. Damage every 0.3 seconds. Each hit stuns for 0.2 seconds. Okay. Avalanche duration, you could like... Technically, maybe force if you're out of it, force F yourself out of an avalanche. Avalanche duration increased from one to one point eight. 
Avalanche AoE increased from 275 to 400. Cooldown has been reduced. Avalanche total damage has been rescaled from 120 up to 300 to 90, scaling to 300. Boss Avalanche bonus damage has been increased from two times to three times since the entire Avalanche duration no longer co is covered by Toss. So somebody actually has to stay there. It probably works very well um, Echo Saber to keep them stuck in that area. You get the most burst. Uh, level 10 talent change from 20% magic resistance to plus 20 movement speed. And level 25 talent change from minus 12 second avalanche cooldown to minus 9 second due to the cooldown improvement of the skill itself. Grand Protector ability rework. Rework Nature's Guise. It's passive, as still passive, has a 4.75 second down to 2.5 second fade time. It, taking damage resets the counter. So if you're taking damage, you can't just go invisible. A pretty big nerf in that sense. Grants you invisibility tree walking ability. So I guess you can just walk through trees. And 10 up to 25% movement speed bonus as long as you are within a 265 distance of a tree. Has a 0.75 second linger duration. So you still blink and then root somebody off of that. Attacking a unit out of this roots the target for 0.4 up to 2.2 seconds and deals a total of 30 up to 180 damage. They've added damage to the route that you get from attacking out of invisibility, but you can no longer just run away and turn invisible if you're taking damage. Troll Warlord, ability rework. Base damage has been increased quite significantly on the low end. It used to be 38 to 56, now it's 44 to 56. Berserker's Rage now applies and Snare instead of a Bash. Berserker's Rage proc chance has been increased from 10% to 10 up to 16 percent and basher and abyssal blade are no longer restricted items so it's like snare and bash potentially that's pretty insane you know and snare means you can't tp out can't blink out it's a root uh it doesn't say how long the ensnare lasts. Check the hero. I step from the sea. That strong shall ensnare duration 0.8 seconds up to two seconds. So actually very, very strong against people that might be able to just blink away normally. After one bash. Okay. Uh fur stack limit has been increased from seven to twelve. Fixed for incrementing when missing attacks. Miss an attack, it does not give you another fervor stack. Uh, it starts at zero stacks when attacking and hit. Rework battle trance now causes you to go into an uncontrollable trance, forcing you to attack the closest target in a 900 AoE. During this trance, you are unslowable and cannot die. It grants you plus 140 to 200 attack speed, 30 to 40% movement speed, 40 to 80% lifesteal, lasts 6.5 seconds, you gain normal vision over the target you are currently locked on. Change the talent from Battle Trans Basic Dispel to Strong Dispel. Cool down a Battle Trans is now 90 seconds instead of very short. 
though. He doesn't melt towers with battle trans fast, but good god. This make you it just makes you unstoppable juggernaut for 6.5 seconds. You cannot die. <laughs> you cannot die. Can you even be calling bladed? Can you be calling bladed is the question. That is not the right enemy. There we go. I'm actually not sure if that was within the 6.5 seconds. We'll try that one more time. <laughs> okay, so you can still be called during Battle Trance. You actually can die. Fake, fake news right there. You can die to Calling Blade. Um, okay. Husk, ability rework. Re replaced Frozen Sigil with Tag Team. Activatable aura lasts 5 seconds, causes affected enemies to take 20 up to 100 more physical damage from attacks and slowed by 75% for 0.5 seconds. AoE is 350, cooldown 15. So no longer have the slow and, and vision of Sigil, but you just amplify everybody around you. Or damage to enemies so it's very it works very well with snowball you snowball in all of your allies are there they suddenly get a whole bunch of bonus damage and slow whatever target you're going on uh makes him yes probably an even better ganker than he already was underlord atrophy aura now provides a permanent two up to five bonus damage when a hero dies under wow undying ability rework base movement speed has been reduced from 305 to 295 Reworked Flesh Golem no longer amplifies damage. Slow is now constant in a 375 AoE, uh, 24 up to 40%. Enemy units in 400 AoE lose 7% of their current HP per second as magic damage. You gain 400 up to 1600 health when in this mode. Flesh Golem model size has been increased a bit. Ease. You just 7% of their current HP per how long is the duration? Sounds very fun. 30 second duration. We do a 7% HP per second health. Cool. Ursa, fixed overpower, not consuming attack count when an attack is evaded. Alright, so I mean. That means that PA is no longer really being countered by Ursa because lose your overpower stacks instead of just attacking as fast as possible to get PA. So it's probably <laughs> yeah, it's probably an unintended interaction to be honest. Vengeful Spirit, Vengeance Aura no longer creates illusions of dying allies. Damn, I really like that. Now it creates the Spectre effect on dying as a base mechanic without the 
ability to cast spells. Gaining Scepter unlocks casting spells. So when you die, you just... It's inspected the Scepter effect. So you just create a Vengeance Illusion, but it's just a right-clicker, I guess, that probably has the aura, the damage aura, but cannot cast the name of the spell. Another swap cast range has been rescaled to be less at higher levels, and now is two charges, a 90 to 70 second replenish time. That's pretty cool. Scepter still reduces. Damn. That's pretty cool. You can like do all sorts of crazy plays with that. Venomancer, Plague Ward's collision size has been increased. Talent, uh, 15 change from 200 cast range to Gale Hero Impact. And 20 talent change from Gale Hero Impact to Spell Lifesteal. Viper, Nether Toxin AoE increased from 300 to 350. Nether Toxin damage has been rescaled to be better as it gets leveled up. Warlock Fatal Bonds now bounces from unit to unit rather than just searching units near the target. Uh, it no longer ignores units in Fog of War. So you actually cast it on somebody and then it bounces like a Chain Frost to another unit and then to another unit, another unit. So it's not just an instantaneous boom, everybody's Fatal Bonds. So it's actually probably worse. You can actually escape from that. Uh, but compensate a little bit. You can catch people who are in Fog of War with that extra damage. They're not careful. All right. Swarm, Weaver, units now have higher attack priority, like the Phantom from Grimstroke. So if you just A-click the ground in the middle of a bunch of people, when you have the Swarm on you, you will attack the Swarm to get the bug off of you and stop having it reduce your armor, do damage. Geminate attack cooldown has been increased to 9 at level 1, scaling back to 3, how it used to be. Alright, this is the same as it was previously at level 4 rank. Witch Doctor Death Ward damage increased from 60 to 150 to 75 up to 175, so more damage at all levels. Wraith King Skeleton's health reduced from 350 to 250. Skeletons now reincarnate three seconds after dying for the first time, so you actually have to kill them twice. Holy shit. <laughs> that is so annoying. Zeus, Nimbus is no longer automatically selected when hitting tab, and Nimbus's lightning bolt no longer benefits from cooldown reductions to your hero. No longer have a sped up Nimbus lightning bolt by taking a cooldown reduction talent on Zeus. Probably good, because I doubt that was really intended in the first place. Woo! Well, that is it, everybody. That is the gameplay update 720. Thank you for sticking it out. I know this was an incredibly long video. It was way longer than I wanted it to be, but there's just so much to digest in this patch. I went through it as fast as I possibly could. And really the only way that we're gonna be able to figure all this stuff out is just to play a bunch of games. But do know that we will make sure to put out as much content as we possibly can about this patch over the next couple of weeks, really, because <laughs> it's probably gonna take us a couple of weeks to cover absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we will see you next time.
Hello everyone, and thank you for watching the video. We genuinely appreciate your time and attention spent with us here on the YouTube channel. Please check out DotaAlchemy.com if you're looking for a way to let this channel continue to put out as much content as possible. We love you guys, and we will see you in the next video.